Quicks and Giggles with Shosha now. And Marnie. Should I say my thing? Yeah, go on. I have two things. They're I not do. related in any way, but they're two things that have happened recently that I was like, how dare you? Actually, the, sec- the first thing is how dare you. The second thing is, oh. So the first thing is, <laughs> the first thing is, I tried to book an Uber today. Yeah. And it was raining outside. Yeah. Thunder, apparently, lightning. There was. There was, but I mean, like, to one side. Yeah. Why was Uber charging me £40 to come here? You've got to be kidding me. It me £15 to get home from here. Be for real. Why? I said, are you £37? They're, they're actually taking the piss. They're actually taking the piss. For reference, you live 20 minutes away? I was half yes. an hour away. Uh-huh. In the car. Still. Route aside. They're taking the piss if it's £40. Even... So there was, I don't know why there was a period I wasn't getting it. Maybe it's because back when we were alternating, yeah. where we were recording, the Ubers were like £14. Mm. Recently, it's been like 17 18 I'm like, okay, yeah. inflation. Yeah. £37 because no. it's raining outside. No. Who do you think you are? They're saying you jump on the train. <laughs> Literally, I said that. I looked at that. I said, ah, I'm jumping on the train. Uh, I was on a Zoom with someone and they had said something and I said something catty back. And then I checked the Uber and I was like, thanks for pounds. And they were like, that's karma. <laughs> that's what you get for being rude to me. And I said, you know what? Wow. I guess I apologise because if this is what karma is, undo it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here for that. This is almost three times how much I would pay to come. What are you talking about? To get Uber X. It's actually... Uber XL. Well. Or Comfort or Black. Or Comfort. Uber Black is a different experience. Uber with a pet. This is me, just me by myself, and they're saying, yeah, so 37... I said... It's I, a joke. I would rather get on eight trains. Yeah. No, no, it's true. I, the thing is, there's been times when I've, like, clicked, I'll go on Uber, I'll see a ridiculous price, then go on Bolt to see another ridiculous price, then go on Free Now, and I'll be like, well, if all these prices are this bad, it's just me. <laughs> it's keep me. Your, keep your cab I'm on. the problem, it's me. Keep your cab. At any time of the night, you can still get home. Whether I need to get free buses... Yeah. Four buses. I will get to my house. That's the benefit of living in London. But when you're not in London, because one of our girlies, she lives a li- little bit outside. And when she misses that train, £80 Uber. Honestly, I couldn't. Uber's lost its mind. Mm. Sorry. Mm. I don't know who Uber thinks it is sometimes. But I saw that and I said, that's nuts. Wild. It's wild. Honestly. And it had gone up by £10 in the space of, like, three minutes. Yeah, I, I do think some of the algorithms is, like... When no, when it's raining, yeah. I'm not 100% they go up when it's raining. But I was like, go up by £5. You've gone yeah. up by 20 Yeah, that's a joke. This is a 17 99 journey, and you're charging me £37. Yeah. So that was my first thing where I was like, <laughs> sort yourself out. Uh, Second thing is, my little cousin started university this week. I feel very old. You should. I feel very old. You should. I feel, oh God. I started university. Oh my gosh. 11 years ago. I know. No, sorry, what am I talking about? No, 12, 12 years, years ago. ago. And no, th- oh, sorry, you're 12, 13. Yeah, 12 years ago for me. Because I'm much younger than you. Shut up, you idiot. I'm so much younger than you. <laughs> um, and I fell the year. <laughs> but I started 12, 12 years ago. And... Um, she, so we were, I thought I was going to see her before she left and she was, I messaged her during the week and she was like, I'm going on Friday. And I was like, oh, oh my no. God. I was so, I was so stressed. I was like, as if I was going, I was like, we don't have any stuff. 
Like, where's your boxes? Where's what your, are we going to do? Where's your clothes? Where's your books? So I was like, have you packed? She was like, um, I have a notebook. I said, bitch. Huh? I said, bitch, I'm ending this, this conversation. I was going to say, stressed. I'm assuming she's moving out of, out of London. Yeah. Oh, I'm stressed. I was the- so stressed. She was like, yeah, I'm going to... I was like, you need, you need two sets of bedding. Yeah. Right? You, you need, need it. You Don't need sit like, here and say, I no. bought a duvet. You need a quilt cover for that duvet. You need yeah. sheets. And you need at least two because you need to put one in a wash, wash and, one and have one on the bed. Days. Yeah. And yeah, she did zero bedding at the oh time when I spoke to her. That was on Tuesday. She said she was leaving on Friday. Jesus. And then the next time I spoke to her, she's like, I'm leaving on Saturday. Then on the Saturday, I was like, well, I bet you're in the car right now. Are you excited? Oh. She was like, I'm at home. <laughs> I said, Joe, I don't even have time for you. What do you, how you? You're stressing me out. Like I'm stressed. You know what? Maybe, maybe when we were going to uni, it was such a, it was a big deal, especially if you're moving out of home. You're literally carrying your whole life. I, the way I, was, I went on the Sunday. Did you, I? I think I went on the Sunday when we drove and yeah, we, we, drove. we got there so late. We got there in the evening because all my um uh how like hallmates were drunk and they all carried our stuff into the place. That's were, nice. It was actually very sweet. And that's how I when I met like one of my close friends. Life. That guy. Um, I, he was there. And he wasn't all of my life. Um, but I saw, I met my one of my closest friends who yeah. are friends with to this day. And you know. So, yeah. literally well, on the I first day, she hugged girl. me because she was like, thank God a girl's here. I remember being, because it was weird we were talking about. So my uncle, so this is my little cousin and my uncle was her dad. And my uncle also drove me to uni. Yeah. And he was like, oh, remember we, we literally dropped you off and then we left immediately. Like he was like, well, there's your stuff. <laughs> Okay, and he was like, bye. Oh and my, my aunt was crying, I remember. Aww. And my sister was there too. My sister would have been like 12 at yeah. the time. And she was sort of just like, so when are you coming home? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And then she immediately went home and wrote on our bedroom door, this is my bedroom. <laughs> I put all my stuff under the bed. Yeah. When I, I came back at Christmas and said, who the fuck do you yeah. think you are? I had this bedroom before you were born. Yeah, well, like, like, and you've rearranged, you've rearranged the place. Yeah. Who do you think? When I came back home, I was like, oh, we don't know where to put you now because everyone's got their What do you mean? Room. I'm going to go in my bedroom, which is my bedroom. <laughs> like, we don't know where you, we don't have a room because like, I have my no, room. No, you but... don't have a room. I always had a room, sis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always had a room. All of this shit, get it yeah. out. No, this is my bedroom. No, the thing is, I remember- Some pictures of my friends. I said, take that <laughs> off my wall. I don't want to see that when I wake up. The thing is, once you've gone out of sight, out of mind, you know, they're like, it's gone. So you're done. And also, when you're packing, because I remember when I we took tons of stuff. Like I, I felt it when I was coming back with all the stuff I brought. I had more stuff when I was coming back than when I went. I was because I was buying stuff. It was I really was a flip. I had a lot of stuff when I went. Like I was, I bought pots, pans, everything ready. And then when I got back, I I had to dump all stuff, a whole lot of stuff up north. Yeah, I brought everything back. I was like, because I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be at home for long. Yeah, I'm gonna move oh. out within like six months. So I need all my oh things. My Psych. Uh, a joke. <laughs> Ten years. Later. You'll be sleeping in the. You'll be wishing you were sleeping out there. But when you finally move out, you'll be like, hey, this costs money. Yeah, exactly. I was at home for free. Yeah. Why did I even you, rush? Why am I changing? You know, I love being at home, actually. <laughs> I th- sometimes I do have the feeling like oh it's nice to be at home to be with my family sometimes like you just have that person you can oh, people you can come back home to but other times I come back to the house in silence and I'm like thank you God I'm thank also you, God. I'm not gonna lie when I go to my living room I'm like Apple this is all mine yeah that's a good you can't yeah. tell me ish this I this belongs you can't to you me. can't move this you can't move this uh, on this side if I move house and I decide I'm not gonna take the stuff I'm gonna have to sell it or give yeah. it away because it's mine yeah. this is not gonna go to the new owners it's yeah, my things 
So, um, so yes. So she went on Sunday in the end. Oh God, thank God. And so on Monday I messaged her just being like, how was your first night? Oh. And she was like, I went clubbing. And I was like, oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. Like, it's just so funny. It's, it's really like, sweet. I owe to be, well, obviously I went to uni at 19. I'd been outside. <laughs> so when I came here, I was like, why are you guys getting a hype? Yeah, because it's like, this is the first time I've prayed out. This club isn't even the best club I've ever been to. Yeah. First of all. Second yeah. of all, drinking. I've been doing that since I was 16. Yeah, so the, I had my first drink at university. Yeah, you, you I was a, I was a late bloomer. Outside. I wasn't that outside. No, you was you, 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 you outside. You made me sound like I was wild. I was not wild. You was wild. You was wild because I remember before you went to uni, you I was said- like... I bowed on to drink. And I didn't drink for the whole, first, the whole of the first semester and then they got <laughs> Not the first semester. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the whole of the first year. You're yeah. like, at least the first month. <laughs> no, I, also I was like, I really, like when you're surrounded by only people that drink, non-stop, the drinks like- What was it like month. when you had your first, what ha- What was the scenario? You were like, oh, I'm just gonna I, have this. Or were people like, drink, drink, drink. No, I think it was What's like, I'm gonna, I, I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna have a drink. Okay. And they were like, what? So I'm like, yeah, okay, let's play. Okay, well, so you had the drink a, and then what did it feel like? Did you think, oh, nice. I won't do this again? No, I knew that I've started and I can't. Oh, you were like, I'm addicted. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't addicted. It was just like, but I think a part, half of it, which I know and I've seen it in my life, like some of it was just like to be social, like to be around but people. But you're alcoholic. No, alcohol. am I drinking? You're there drinking some wine. But you'd bought the wine. Because but you had bought the wine. Because I was a host. I mean, a really friendly host. You're in my home. I'll offer you a glass you of wine. But are... I don't. I drink it. But I don't drink. I don't drink very often at all. Even, apart from when we record, I don't drink. That's why the, the bottles of wine. Why right, bot- we have that event at your workplace? Do you have a drink? I had a drink, but, yeah. I, but I don't get drunk. I, the, I can't Nobody remember. said get drunk. But I, okay, yes, in a social setting, I drink. I know that people are social smokers. I mean, you can't talk, you'll smoke smoke. That wasn't your business to share. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't your business to no, share. No, it wasn't. You just called me a raging alcoholic on a pod. That was my business. No, what? <laughs> I've actually experienced it. When have I? No. You slapped me across the face one time. That, no, don't lie, because that's <laughs> never happened. I, I wouldn't even slap you if I was sober. <laughs> that's true. You could I'll never. slap you with my words. You could never get to me. I'm too fast. Yeah, my words will get you. Your words could not. <laughs> my shade would. You're shaking up with me. Yeah. We're yeah. So no, we're so off topic. But what I'm saying is that... um, The first time you had a sip, you was addicted. No, the first time I had a sip, I was just like... It was like it didn't taste great, and I, the thing is, I may have tasted alcohol before then, like, but you know, like when like your parents would give you like something small. Like my dad used to give us some Guinness every yeah, night. Yeah, well, I wouldn't count that. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. No, the thing, this. And I was and like, I, I'm never gonna do yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Like it shit. wasn't great, but I was just like, at least like I'm playing with the game, like playing. The, it was a drinking game. It was like, yeah, I think that's when I started. Were you trying to impress a boy? No. Okay, I'm just checking. No, no, no. I, no. I'm just checking. I'm no, just checking. No, no. No, oh my God. I think it was more just to be in a social setting. And I just, maybe half of it I wanted to fit in. And half of it was just like, you know what? I love to drink. I know. It's like I'm not going to, like, it's not going to kill me to have a drink. No, it's not. But. Were you it, conflicted with, afterwards when you got home? Were you like, did you feel guilty? A little bit. Maybe I didn't stand on my morals. Yeah, did you have to pray about it? I don't think I did. I can't remember. Interesting. I mean, it's I, so I, funny. Because... I, I probably asked for forgiveness after getting drunk, not that time, but like many times after that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I I was talking to someone about this. Yeah. Because they were saying, okay, this is off topic, but they were yeah. saying basically that they think it's harder to 
be a person with no faith and then get faith than it is to be a person who brought up with faith and then lose your faith yeah. and then come back to your faith. Yeah. And I was saying right. that like, I actually think that religious guilt is a very specific type of guilt that like, even if you don't think you're the most religious person in the world, it really does hit you sometimes. Mm. And I was talking about how when I went to uni in yeah. the first week, like I kissed, I kissed a stranger. Yeah. And afterwards, I was really agonizing about it. Really? Like, on the, as in like, when I say immediately afterwards, like on the way home, I was oh, like, wow. what the hell just happened? Did you think you were gonna get like a kissing disease or something like that? No, I just felt so guilty. Oh. I was like, I'm a prostitute. Oh my God. And then this guy, like that, who was friends with my, my roommate, who is one of my very dear friends now. So I also met my very dear friend when I went yeah. to uni the first day as well. Um, she was like, hey, this guy who was like trying to move to her, even though she had a boyfriend, like messy. But he was like to me, what did you think he was going to marry the first guy that you kissed? And in the moment I was like, um, I think I did actually. Oh, wait, was that your first kiss? Yeah. Oh, I really was okay, like, okay, I, yeah, I, I, I guess even though I, 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 at the time didn't consider myself religious, I would just been brought up in the church. I just, yeah. I didn't think of myself as religious at all. Like, this is what I life is. Yeah. I thought everybody sort of looked like this. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, I've not really, I have no examples of people yeah. in my life who just go outside and kiss random people. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. I probably, I don't know if it's religious guilt or black guilt. <laughs> it's well, not but, a bit of African guilt, whatever it is. I was just like, I'm a prostitute now. I can't, yeah. I'm a prostitute. I didn't kiss anybody else that year. That's so interesting. I mean, I didn't kiss not, that, not that you're supposed to be yeah, going yeah, there to kiss people, but know. as in like, I was just like on guard when I went out. I was like, was don't so even make eye contact with people. What the drink is you give? Yeah. And I saw him and the guy that I kissed in the lecture and I remember it was like, oh, that's that guy. I was like, no. Ah! I, I never spoke to him again. Was he hot? He was tall. Okay. And he had glasses on, which is very much my type. Tall yeah. glasses. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, to be fair, the one thing I will say, Why? he'd kissed three girls that night. Uh, so you probably just kissed two other girls. <laughs> I did not kiss two other girls. I was a girl number two, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> um, but that was what I was, I think that was more what I was like, oh my God, not only did I, was I a prostitute, I kissed another prostitute. <laughs> this man was outside kissing girls. He didn't even ask me to marry him. That's crazy. Wait, how did, wait, this movie, this is off topic, but how did that happen? Well, you just like dancing and then all of a sudden, yeah. People, oh, wow. I don't know if he, uh, he, oh, yeah, there's no one I was like, he like kissed me. I was like, okay, I guess this is happening. This is just kissing afterwards, place. I immediately walked off. Oh, wow. I was just like, I have to go. I have to go. I'm so sorry. I need to go. And then I went to the bathroom and I was like, what? 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 And then I found my That's roommate it. and I was like, we have to go home. That's it. Well, the, the what, what, what is how I felt when I had my first kiss, but you know, that was, that was that. I was like, no, I said, we have to leave. Oh we my left, gosh. And I was just, the whole walk home, which was a good 20, 30 minute walk. I was like, Liz, I'm going to die. Liz, what have I done? Oh my goodness, my family, the shame I've brought upon them. Oh my God. How will I show my face in the church now? <laughs> what are you doing? She's too busy preoccupied with this guy who's trying to kiss her all night, who oh she's been trying to dodge. And I'm being like, no, ignore that. My thing is more serious. Like, <laughs> You've already done it. What, how can I help you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's not wrong in that aspect. And then he was like, oh, darn, oh, you guys can stay over. Because he wanted her to stay yeah. over. I was like, no, we will be going to our houses. We've done enough harlot shit today. I have to protect our honour because no one else is going to. Come along. I'm so done. Look. I, she no, did then actually go to his house one time without me. So it is what it is. But 
I'd say the Bible, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think, don't get me wrong, religious guilt is hard. And it can, like, it, it, it hurts people, it can harden you, it can make you feel like... Scared to do stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I, I might, basically the fear of, am I living my life in a certain way or yeah. am I doing certain things just for certain Well, I look back on this and be like, and what? The regrets, but, uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, I've seen so many videos of um, people who are, especially like Christian couples who've been in relationships and they've vowed like a, a vow of abstinence and then they've broken it and they've like slept together before they got married and then the guilt that they feel on top of that, like, oh my goodness, this is a big vow and they feel guilty or God's going to punish me and like, it's not the case, like, God is not gonna punish them. And but in their in their hearts and in their heads, like, I've done this horrible thing. And so yeah, I completely get how it can rack your brain. And especially when when we're so when we've been brought up in the church in, in terms of like rules and like the consequences of rules. And you know, if you don't, if you do this, then this will happen. If you don't do this, this will also happen. Yeah. I think that's what that's what kind of gets into people's head as well. And actually, if you forget about if you. The bigger picture is like God forgives. So yeah, and we make mistakes. We're not. We were never born perfect. Yeah, and I so. think the other thing is like you're actually really young. Like, yeah. na- like if 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 that hadn't happened and I was now the age that I am, yeah. I think I would feel. And I was actively deciding like, oh, I'm gonna kiss someone. Yeah. I want to know what it's like. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Like, I think I would feel differently. But like to just be like literally a week out from your yeah. house. And you're just, oh. Acting wild. Morals to the wind. I'm not even morals. Because I didn't, it wasn't immoral. Like, I look back on it now and I do not have any regrets I'm, about it. I was going to say, like, you kissing a stranger on the first night. It is, wasn't the first is, night, I said it was so, the first week. The first week. It was actually is, a Tuesday. It's March. And you got there on Sunday. Please sit down. <laughs> Please. I'm lying, it was the first day. <laughs> Literally, this is a 48 hours. Oh, 48 hours. No, I'm just, I'm saying like that was probably marginal in comparison to what other people did. Oh, a hundred percent. No, a hundred percent. I think it, actually I'm lying. I don't think it was the first week. I think it was the second week. Okay. Because it was a society yeah. night out, yeah. and I hadn't joined the society yet in that first okay. week. So it must have been the second week. But yeah, I definitely was like, what the hell? Yeah. I was like, is this what is this what uni is gonna be like? Yeah, I was like, yeah. money. What's going on with you? Yeah. And I said, stay out of my business, money. Undo me. I was, I'm, do you know what the worst thing is? It, boredom was very much a part of that decision. Yeah, I was going to say, this perfectly. is boring. If you, if you think about it, the bigger picture of uni is you go to lectures. I, mean, I didn't have many content hours. If I, if I looked at my calendar, I probably had like 10 content hours out of 40 hours. Oh, 100%. So it's like, what am I doing for the next 30 hours? Read? Okay, yes, of course I'll read. But then, you know, yeah. And then also, there's all the socials and the freshers and all that stuff. And that just takes up most of your time. But you know, the, the drinking culture was big. I also, when I went to uni, I had no money. Yeah. Like, student finance was <laughs> non-existent, basically. Yeah. Remember, my dad sent me money in, like, November. So the first month yeah. I was at uni, I'd, I'd literally use the money I had in my account from working that summer. Yeah. So I wasn't, I couldn't even get drunk. Yeah. Like, I okay. was the most sober i think for my entire time at uni that was probably oh, wow. the most sober i ever was yeah and i yeah i was like oh i don't want to be here because if this is what it is it's either like going to events where everybody else is drunk and you're dead sober or making out with strangers i would think <laughs> i'd just rather be at home yeah i get that 
Um, so yeah, her going to use really made me think. So she sent me a snap, like a Snapchat. She's young. That's how yeah, young yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, snap. Some snaps of her night out. Yeah. How was it? So there was a video she sent me of this guy who had like a bunch of those like glow stick yeah. things Aww. attached to him, and he's like doing the worm, and I was like, ooh. Ick. You couldn't pay me to go back to no. uni, actually. No, that's the thing. At uni, I'm just like, that's that guy who does the worm in the car. As an adult, you're like, oh, no, this honey. Horrible. Nobody's going to sleep with you. I keep on thinking Not like, that that's the, the only thing reason. to um, strive for in life, but you know that's why he's doing it, to get attention. Yeah. So there's someone like, will sleep with him. When I hear, like, when I, like, I'm on the tube or I'm on my way home or just out and about and I hear kids, like, I know that they're uni kids. Like, especially there's some, like, um, arts colleges and unis yes. like, on routes on my routes home and you can hear the, yeah exactly and you can hear like the difference of like how they talk and I'm like wow I'm so glad I'm not this age I'm so I'm also I'm so glad I'm not Gen Z like I I make that very clear yeah, like, my, very different. my brother's like on the cusp of like millennial Gen Z kind of behaviour and era and I can tell by some of the things he does that he has some Gen Z tendencies which me and my sister always kind of like comment on um but you couldn't yeah you couldn't pay me to be a uni student right now especially after like the pandemic and everything because they've been suing the unis so they get that they're trying to get their money back they, they, they had, should their first year was was for some of them their first but year was halfway that. through second year was in lockdown third year some of them didn't even get um a final year because the teachers were on strike so like they didn't get a complete education education and they had to pay 9k a year if you're striking for the education that I support it. If you're striking for the experience, the uni is not actually required to give no. you the uni experience. That's, I, yeah. That just happens to be what happens when you, you go to uni. But like, yeah, just looking at my cousin's snap, I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. I feel like it would have been really hard to go to, like, it happened when it needed to happen yeah. because you didn't have the experiences of like, being a 30 year old yeah. you would have been like yeah this is dead actually yeah. I'm going home like Facebook had only just started popping up when we went at university my whole thing and at that's making me feel very old yeah again my whole thing at uni was I was the person who took pictures when we went out I know do you know what there was a time when I was like <laughs> it sounds so random for work I was doing this kind of thing um, this like initiative like a back to school initiative and I thought oh I'll get an old picture of when I was at school because it's kind of like make a I almost make a joke out of it and just be like, you know, back to school period. And I was looking through my Facebook and I realised I took no pictures. Mm-hmm. And you and um, Jessa and Caroline all took... Like, you guys were like... We documented, yeah. pictures. You, you documented life. Like, my Facebook is pictures of... I have pictures, but it's of... Tagged people, pictures. Tagged of, pictures from other people. Yeah. And that's, that's a big chunk of, like, my growing up. And I kind of feel guilty, but I just... I also didn't have money. I didn't have the money for a camera, and I didn't have money for a a good phone. Do you not feel guilty at all? Because I made one of the things when I went to uni. Like one of the things I had. Well, I had already bought it before them. Was that I had a camera? Yeah, and I was like, I love my camera. I love taking pictures. Like that's gonna be that's. I didn't even need it to be my thing, but like. It became my thing because I was like, again, yeah. I'm dead sober at these events. Yeah. I've nothing else to do. I'm just so going to take pictures. Yeah. So I would, yeah, I would just take pictures. And then it, when other people would take pictures of me, they'd be ugly as well. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take, take pictures. I'm going to take my own pictures because, Because do know. not tag me in that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I, in the first year, I went to uni with my natural hair as well. Did you? Which I oh, yeah, wonder if I would do out. the same now. I, I've always had natural hair. So I've been, oh, actually, no, I had, oh, I had bad wigs. And bad weeds. I wonder if I do the same. I think now, 
Would you? I, but the thing is, like, my cousin has braids. But the thing is, I've, never, a... I've never been a braids girl, so oh, I don't no. know if I would do braids. Um, I got yeah, no, I'd probably do the same thing, but really? I think I'd wear my hair differently. Really, is it because over the last like five to ten years, there's been that ha- whole natural hair movement and the whole appreciation? Yes, I was doing that. Yeah, but we were doing that basically before, before people. Oh yeah, because <laughs> there's a times when I didn't particularly love my natural hair. Especially when I had the, the bust down back cornrows that made me look like a boy. I'm not even bust down. It was bust sides. <laughs> bust oh, up. No, James, I... <laughs> it, it, it's like adorable, but it just, I, I, it never suited, I didn't, I didn't think it suited me. And I look at those pictures and I'm like, who's that boy? <laughs> who's that boy? Who's that boy? <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> I, um... The thing is, you could not have told me back then that I was me. Well, yeah. I would be like, I ate that. <laughs> yeah, I looked, I looked so good. The look is literally of um. I'm like, oh, yeah. I ate, I ate that bomb. You could, I was because I was so. Um, there was a project at work came in at work, and the concept was like, what if you could go back? Basically, it's about an uh, artist mm. who becomes convinced that this new artist is actually them. <laughs> in the past that's somehow like been reborn yeah and and my boss was talking to one of the execs about it and he was like oh why doesn't like but wouldn't the like what what's the point of it i was like don't you think that if you went back and told you spoke to yourself 10 years ago Mm. and tried to give them advice they wouldn't want to listen yeah and that's like the the point of this series that he's going back to this kid and being like don't make the mistakes i made but that kid's like yeah that's you that's not me yeah and i was like I, as I said it, I was really thinking about me 10 years ago. If I met me now, I'm like, first of all, you're not me. Second yeah. of all, that's useless. Yeah. I'm not, listen, yeah. my life's going to be great. I don't know about you. Yeah. Then I heard, went back and I was like, listen, the hair, it ain't eating. <laughs> I'd be like, you're on. And also you're wearing a wig. Bitch. <laughs> you're a bald. You're a bald. And I'd be like, yeah, actually I have all my hair. Be, yeah, whatever. You're wearing a wig because you're bald. You're bald. <laughs> I would have cussed that girl out. Yeah, because also the wigs before used to be the aunties. Aunt, yeah. Auntie you're wearing wigs. an auntie wig. Come yeah. Actually, I'm not wearing an auntie wig. You're right. Yeah, your wig looks good, but it's still a wig. I actually have hair. I'm not like you. <laughs> oh I'm not God. like you. I don't know what happened to you in your life. Bold. I don't get it. But me personally, <laughs> I've got hair. And I'm going to get it out. You couldn't tell me that my little mini skirts wasn't... You couldn't tell yeah. me my outfits didn't eat. You couldn't tell me my shoes didn't eat. You could tell me. I was like, listen, there's nobody here that's better than me. And one thing that I will say about that girl... I'm actually still here because you could not tell me that. I, I was going to say some parts of it still sounds quite familiar. You could, and, and I'm telling you, so really nobody could ever yourself. come back from the future and tell me anything because I know I look good. I still. think definitely I know. So the only thing she could tell me is like, you know that pit in your stomach that you have right now where you're like, I don't fit in here. It's like, you never will. These people are white. <laughs> huh? They're always going to be white. You're not white. I don't know what to tell you. Like <gasps> oh, you're thinking that, oh, racial equality these people are from fucking Scunthorpe. They've never wet a black person before. There's nothing you can tell them. You better pack it up now and go to the black uni. Stop wasting your time here. Would you have gone to Brunel? Why is Brunel the only black uni? I would have gone to Demont. <laughs> I would have gone to Selas. No, I, I would have just gone somewhere. I would have gone somewhere else that was more of a mix. Yeah, I mean, I, I think about... I mean, I feel like I would have been me if I had, had that experience of going yeah. to a predominantly white university. Same. But... Every interaction being tinged with, am I the problem yeah, or is it racism? racism yeah. Was so like much of a mindfuck because 
our school's 50, like a 50 yeah. 50 split. Yeah. You're either white or black in my school. Yeah. That's it. it there yeah. was like five Asian girls yeah. in our year. And that's it. And then 150, 100, no, 75 black girls and 75 white black girls. girls. Yeah. I'll be honest. So at work, there was this um, talk about class and um, how we can be more inclusive in the industries, which is very interesting. And kind of a way that follow up from like last, last week's app. And they were talking about, oh, you know, there's a lot of people, especially from like poorer or disadvantaged um, backgrounds trying to get into the industry. And they're facing so many barriers, for instance, like trying to fit in cultures where, you know, everyone goes out for a drink on a Friday night, but you don't drink. And one of the women yeah. gave the example of like, you know, she she grew up in a like Christian household. I was like, I relate. And I didn't, I didn't drink, mm-hmm. and, but everything was about going for a drink on a Thursday night or a Friday now Friday night and not realizing that the drinking culture also meant you know people, people have connections and able to progress or the whole thing of like yeah people are getting drinks on a Friday night but also doing rounds but I don't have the money because yeah, I'm why am I paying for you guys to get gossip exactly. while I'm getting a coke I'm not, I'm not I I'm not yeah exactly the person will have like cranberry juice and they can't pay for it because you know this costs money and you know I don't have the money or like I can pay the least in this it's team. Same, yeah. Or I say certain things like butter instead of butter. And so many like different factors that where people if they're not in a privileged class, they can be disadvantaged mm-hmm. to get into the industries. And the, the stats are high. Yeah. Like, and I think about it and some of those factors, if you were doing a checklist, I take quite a bit, a bit of them like growing up. Yeah. And I, I always think about how grateful that I am that the secondary school that I end up going to we went to that's how we knew each other because (laughs) because had I stayed had I stayed in the place that I would have had to go to because I got rejected from all my other same no I did not get no sorry that's just you yeah that was just me yeah I got rejected and had to appeal and then my sister they found the letter acceptance letter on the floor they're like they're like oh you got in oh thank you Thank you, sister. I was like, wow. Again, the eldest is... Shoshana was breaking her back, back to, to get... To maintain her reputation. <laughs> exactly. But what, all I know is just like, it, it's, it's very, very hard. And if I really... Th- like, I'm grateful that I went to a mixed school because... Or a mixed race... That in yeah, yeah. We went to school. a girls' school. We went to a girls' Yeah, we went to a girls' yeah. school. Because, yeah, because that also does another thing to it. Because <laughs> I feel like some of that kind of stunted our... I was talking to someone about this. I was just saying growth in building relationships with men. That's just what I was talking to someone about this. He was like, I went to a boys' school. And I was like, I went to a girls' school. And he was like, I was like, I went to a girls' school because my mum said I like boys too much. And it's so funny because I actually think going to a girls' school kind of makes you a hoe. Like, there was a lot of girls' girls' school who were straight hoes. There were, there were, there were quite a few. Sorry, let me rephrase that because you're a child, so you can't really be a hoe, but like, it makes you horny. Yeah. <laughs> when you are restricted from what you it's like when you when you see a cake and you're like you can't touch it. It makes you want to go and eat it more. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that analogy was cake was used. But anyway, what I'm gonna say is I'm grateful for the school we went to, even though it was a girls' school. I because it allowed me to meet so many different backgrounds and have so many opportunities just being there, being where the school was located in London. Um and then, so when I went to university, even though I was grateful for, for that, it was less pivotal for me versus when I was at secondary school. Yeah, but I think the problem with our school was that we spent a lot of time in a very mixed 
in terms of racial identity, I say very mixed. It was literally white, black, and then some Asian, Asian people. Yeah, coming, Actually, yeah. small amount of Asian people. Like there weren't many Muslims in our year. No. I feel like one maybe. No, yeah, and one or two. One, like, one that we knew. Yeah, people, exactly. No, in terms of like hijab wearing, like prison. Very like, few, yeah. very few. But I think because of that and the way that we interacted, like I had white friends, I had black friends. It really wasn't. A, it wasn't. It yeah, was never maybe. a race thing yeah. actually at school. Yeah, yeah, same. When I went to uni, I just assumed all those white people would be like the white girls in my school. Yeah, and then you realise. And if you genuinely meet people who are coming up to you and be like, you're the first black person I've ever met. What's this to do with that? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Don't oh, keep that to yourself. So, yeah, even... You're the you first know, normal person I've ever met. I'm not making a big deal exactly. about that. Exactly. Like, when I went on holiday um, during the summer to Southeast Asia, I knew that this could potentially happen where they see a black person and they want to take a photo. Like, some people. It only happened a few times. <laughs> No, it did, but... No, what are you going to say? It's only happened what? You're like, only happened eight times. Yeah, <laughs> like, so too many wild. times. No, I, I mean, I, I definitely got some stares. Not as bad as when I went to Italy. Still one of the... Like, I know people are like, oh, what country would you... You're not like, interested in going to ever again. Italy. I'm so sorry. The food is incredible. I'll go for the food only, but I cannot stand... Like, I couldn't stand the staring, the racism, the ignorance. It was too much. That was Croatia for me. Yeah, I, I do want to go to Croatia as Croatia well. Croatia was like that for me, yeah. but I think I say this all the time whenever I tell that story. I think it's Percy. Yeah, went, I think yeah. it was a concept of a black woman and an Asian woman. Yeah, and in uh, Rome, I think is the fact of seeing two black women together, which is nuts. What do you think that we do? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> travel so lonely. Also, I mean, it's like again, that's that thing about growing up in London. Like I. I didn't think twice about going on holiday with my friend because we've been friends since we were yeah. like literally like 13 years old. So yeah. like nobody, and no one has ever blinked an eye. Yeah. And to go to another country and be like, oh, here, yeah. there's one, not that many black people, not that many Asian people. And there's definitely not that yes. many black and Asian people mixed together. So this is now a, a spectacle. Yeah. And even actually- Maybe we're on some sort of, we're in a TV show or something. Yeah. Like. But even our, even one of our girlies who's married to a white, um, a white guy and she's mixed race, she said that she did got loads of stairs in America. Yeah. Yeah. She mates. did say yeah, that. Yeah. I just think that, yeah, we, London is a very special place. Like, honestly, it just is a very special place. Even though and it frustrates me sometimes from time to time. Oh yeah. It has a lot of it drawbacks. It can be in the pits. It has a lot of drawbacks, but my experience of living in London really made me think this is what the world was yeah. and then to go out into the world you're just like oh no we are so lucky yeah. and we're the way that we are because we grew up in this place yes, and if we'd grown up somewhere else we'd be very different black women yeah um and we'd be very full differently about mixing yeah. but also like you said maybe it's just the fact that we went to our school because there are other black people who grew up in london who have very different experiences yeah. of london i, I think about interesting like my my sister went to the same school that we did so she had a mix of, well, she was exposed to different races and different ethnicities, also a girl's school. But now if I ask her, like, who are your close, close friends? She, I don't think she could name, like, it's predominantly black. Yeah. She has a, she has a more predominantly black experience. She, the, her workplace was predominantly black. Like, the, all the other um, teachers she was around, predominantly black. Whereas I've only kept on kept in predominantly white spaces from the time i've left um, secondary school into university and then into the world of work that's my world you know it's, which is which is crazy to think about yeah it's so interesting like if i hadn't gone to the school that we went to i was going to go to another school that was predominantly black same where my sister and my cousin actually yeah. did go yeah and when they talk about 
their experience of school and then like how that affected their identity it was mm. so like celebratory and mm. like um they had like a thing where it was like like a caribbean week or like yeah. an african week like they did all they put on all these events yeah. and like we had the mayfair where you could dress as a country country. but like it wasn't specific to like what are the identities of the girls in this school so much as they were like let's celebrate world identities and like there's nothing weird about a bunch of white girls dressing up as if they're chinese that's fine like there was none of that like like there was no question about that stuff at all and so they went having been to that school i think for them especially my sister i think it was like very jarring so going to spaces where it was like she was the minority and everyone was predominantly yeah. white, but she was like, this is not the world I grew up in. Yeah. And then also, if you factor in, you grew up, like, I don't know for you, but like, I've got two mixed-race cousins and two white aunts, but otherwise my family is predomin- is completely black. Yeah. So this is what the world is to yeah. me, like, majority black people and then two white people. Yeah. And so you, if you come from a family that's majority black, go to a school that's majority black, you are it feels like a like this isn't normal when you go into a space that's predominantly white you're like oh this is different how do i get back to where i I was on a different i was in a different neighborhood and now suddenly in this neighborhood i think my my whole family is actually yeah my whole core family is predominantly black i think one one of my extended cousins have just married a white person actually no maybe it's two but they're just distant they're distant relatives we have the same surname as far as I know. If you um, Google them, they'll come up. Yeah. But I always think about it. What if I brought a white person home? Or what if I brought someone that is not black home? It will be such a different for shift. For them. For them. But I'll be the me. same. But yeah, I I'll should, be the same because it's my house. Yeah, yeah. I should be the same. And I will be the same. But I just feel like if your whole family is used to just making black jokes, eating black food... <laughs> living black lives <laughs> that matter no matter no i'm kidding but if you're in an environment that is very like if very kind of monocultural yeah. in that sense and you bring someone that's a completely different culture or different like different race because like my sister's partner is a different culture but still black the difference is marginal okay yes. it's food yeah. Yeah. like oh you don't eat jollof but you eat palau okay cool Bring someone that's like, I don't even eat, eat rice. rice. <laughs> Which is actually <laughs> such a funny Oh, I don't eat, eat rice. rice. I eat potatoes and mash. Like, bangers and mash. Like, that's yeah, a to be fair, we eat potatoes and We house, do. So. Yeah, yeah. But, like, there's a different thing. Like, oh, I, I don't... Like, my, my spice level is mild. Yes. I have a story about yeah. this. So, my story that perfectly encapsulates this it is going full circle. Well, semi-full circle. Yeah. My friend... The first friend I met at uni... Yeah. Became my best friend at uni. Yeah. And in third year, my sister and my cousins got confirmed. Oh. And yeah. we were making like a big weekend of it, like the my aunt was throwing a party. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going home for the weekend. Do you want to come? Yeah. Because you've never like been to a big African outing. Come yeah. to this thing. Yeah. My aunt's cooking food. There's gonna be bad people there. You can like get a slice of life essentially. <laughs> and, this, and this is a person who, by the way. In the space of the three years, I've probably been to her house like four times. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, I would go to her house in the holidays yeah. quite a bit. So, she's like, yeah. Like, she would always ask me, like, when are we going to come to your house? When are we going to come to your house? Okay. <laughs> when I say culture shock on, on both a class and a race level. Yeah. When I would go to her house, I would sleep in the spare room. When she came to my house, she slept on my bunk bed. Yeah. With me. Yeah. My sister was above us. Even yeah. that, I could tell she was like, this is going to be in the room. I said, yeah. yeah. That's one room. <laughs> the first night, we got there and my nan 
have made kombu stew. Yeah. Which is a staple in our house. Yeah. And I had some and she had some. And as we're eating, she's like, can I have a glass of water? I was like, oh yeah. I'm really bad. And though one of my actual massive traits that I need to work on is I never offer people drinks when they come to my house. Yeah. Like I'll offer I'll, you food, but I won't yeah. to get you a glass of water. I got checked by my dad since then. When he walks in, he says, where's my supermodel? Where's my drink? I said, huh? I'm so bad for And that. he had never even put his shoes off, taken his shoes off. Yeah. Anyway, thank so you. I went and got her glass of water thinking, mm. yeah, normal people drink water sometimes while they're eating. I give her this water, she drains a glass. Oh my God. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, are you okay? She's like, this is spicy. Was it spicy? At this point in my life, no. <laughs> okay. I was like, this is not spicy. Okay. She was like, it builds. Oh, really? I was like, okay. Anyway, I've got another glass of water. She's had the water, we've gone to bed. The next day, we go to my aunt, she's cooking. We're like putting the chairs out, whatever. It's the day of the party now. My aunt is like, has everything's in like buffet yeah. style tables. Yeah. She's like, to me, is there anything that's not spicy here? And I was like, yeah, the yam. <laughs> so my aunt puts the yam on her plate and she's like, obviously you have to have the yam with, she can't have the yam by yourself. Oh no. And she's like, oh, you like fish? And my friend's like, yeah, I like fish. She's like, yeah, I have this fish as well. <laughs> she sits down at this plate of food. And when I tell you, I don't even think she had one yam. She's like, come on, what's going on here? Oh my God. I have God. to believe that you guys are poisoning. What's going on? <laughs> Do you have, I said, do you have any food that's not spicy? I was like, you can't have the soup. Yeah, because you know. You can't have the stew. Yeah, you, you know. You can't have the fish. Ooh. The yam has been seasoned. Yeah. I can't taste nothing. Like, I, I said, I'm it's not going to have the yam because I don't like yam. Yeah. Like, I just don't like yam. It's not, it's not my root of choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really just, I have beef with yam because it looks like it's going to be chips, but it's not. Anyway, she had the yam. And, well, I was like, do you know what? Leave it. She's like, no, I'm determined. This girl sat there. Two hours. Oh, she oh she gosh. ate everything on that picture. She was like, the thing is, it tastes good. Yeah. It's just I need to be taking breaks. I need to be drinking yeah. drinks. Like it's just oh, too much. Bear out, everybody else has wolfed yeah. out. She hasn't even had the rice. Oh God, no. Everyone else has wolfed out. I was like, I mean, he's got am I a enough. bad host? Grow <laughs> Am I a bad host? Because I, it hasn't even crossed my mind that I would have to be like, guys, we need to make food for her. Yeah. <laughs> she's white, she's not like us. I was, said, no, she's a trooper. We no. eat together at uni all the time. Like we cook together, yeah. and I'm never like this is bland. But I didn't realize that. Like, yeah, it's just spice on spice on spice. spice. Like you're not gonna get any yeah. um, respite. Everything is spicy. Yeah. And then my sister was like to her, "Oh, do you want to try this pepper? It's really not that hot." I was like, "Emma." She's like, "No, let's see what she's gonna." Uh, it became a sport. Everybody, because I feel oh. like that's what was egging her on to finish the plate. Because everyone was like, "Wow, you're not gonna be able to finish that." Oh, she's like, "I can finish no. it." I've had a jalapeno before. She dipped it in the shit she ate it in the shit no you guys you're really you're trying to try to finish this girl you're trying to finish her no because after my family were like oh i love her because she was just so brave like you jumped right in you tried it like yeah okay you didn't eat all the shit but you ate all the food yeah you was like yeah thank you for that that i will never try anymore but she ate everything on that plate it's really interesting. And my aunt was like, oh, you have to come for every dinner. I said, oh, leave her. Oh, yeah, I don't think her stomach is taking it. She's about to go and shit her life out. Because her body was like, why are you doing going on? But like, yeah. yeah, afterwards I was like, right, if I ever brought someone home again, yeah. I would prep them a bit more. Yeah. I'd prep them just a bit more. Just because I feel like yeah. it was such a... Culture shock. Such a culture yeah. shock. Like, she came to my, my church. Like, yeah. my, and I don't... 
my church was a predominantly black church, but yeah. I, I wouldn't even say it was like a very, it's not like one of, it wasn't a Baptist church or a spiritual yeah. church in any other way. Like it was, a, it's a Methodist church. Yeah. But she was like, there's a lot of singing. And the other thing is, my family don't speak English at home. Yeah. So what's happening is we're sitting down and my dad is asking me questions. And then I'm turning to her asking her questions. She responded to me in English, which my dad understands. And then she's then, we are conversing and I'm just being a translator oh, to her. No. <laughs> or there's full conversations going on. Yeah, and you have no idea. She's not privy to you at yeah. all. And, and I don't think, it was like, why do you even need to know what's going on? Yeah. But it's like, true, if I went to someone's house and they were just fully having a conversation in another language, I'd be like, this is rude. Yeah. Let me know it's, it's hard because you're so insulated. You're you're so insulated. It's just the family way of life. It just it is just normal. Yeah. You know the 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 things you how you communicate the inside jokes, all those small small things like the food. Like, I I find it hard to imagine bringing anyone home. Not even just not even someone who's on a different culture. Um, to my cousin who's not listening to this, but if she is. Who's having a really, really great time. I cannot wait to hear your stories. I'm just going to... I know I'm actually... When I hear them through, I'm just going to roll my eyes, but... I know that vicariously the most... living through her. No, because... Like, I I didn't have... Like, because I'm the oldest of my generation. Because, yeah. I didn't have someone to come back and be yes. like, this happened, what should I do? Same. I knew that stuff. Same. And you're right, there's a little part of me that's just like, what are the kids doing now at uni? Yeah. Like, is it the same as when I was at uni? Or is it, like, different? I think she hopefully will get a better experience than she has the other, uh, versus the other cohorts. Um, yeah, I mean, she wore trousers to the club and I was like, different time. Yeah, different time. Different time. The way that you have to be wearing heels, but also, <laughs> why I say it made me feel very old is because I've seen that your cousin grow up. She, your cousin went to the same primary school as I did. No, not that cousin. Okay. They, they graduated. Oh, don't do that. that they graduated. Feel, that made me feel real old. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've seen them grow up. Yeah, they went to the same primary school as I did. have seen them grow up and they are. Oh, this is... They graduated. Wait, so is this the youngest cousin? No, my youngest. I have a cousin who's 15. Should we get to what question is? Should we here for? Yeah, let's get to it. Let's do it. So... It's been a really interesting week in the world of pop culture. Um, I think we have to start with one of the biggest stories that's hit in the British pop culture and comedy world. Channel 4 released a Dispatches documentary on September the 16th about Russell Brand um, and his treatment towards women over the last... 20 years? 20 years, yeah. Um, what was quite interesting is that the day before, on Friday the 15th, there was news that was, that Channel 4 had put this special It wasn't, it was Thursday. Was it th- oh, so the thing happened on Friday? Yeah, yeah so on Thursday, oh, yeah, yeah. that somebody had noticed that they, in, in the Channel 4 programming, dispatches had a 95 minute slot, which it usually doesn't. Mm. And they were like, we've had word that this is about a British comedian. Yeah. Um, and some allegations about him. And the internet was in a frenzy trying to guess who it was. Which is very interesting and eye-opening. And there's a lot of names that may need further investigation. Yeah. And then on Friday, Russell Brand uh, released a video on his YouTube page saying, uh, dispatchers have gotten contact with my representatives and... I'm filming this video to let you know that I absolutely refute any allegations towards me. Every relationship I've ever had with a woman is consensual. But in the video, there's a cut Hmm. between every relationship I've ever had with a woman is, and then the word consensual. Oh my God. I didn't, 
I couldn't watch his videos. I didn't know that happened. That's I crazy. saw the video because people would posted like, if you're gonna try and post a uh, denial, at least post one where you're there's not a hard cut between you saying the words oh consensual. Like, what, so you're telling me you filmed it how many takes and there wasn't one where you could have just, you said the whole thing in a convincing way. Um, so yeah, he posted that on, on the Friday. And then on the Saturday, Dispatches released the documentary. documentary and it's quite harrowing. I've, honestly, it's um, eye-opening, it's sad. It's the women that came forward and told their stories. Some were anonymous, some used actors. But either way, it was very, very, very brave for them to come forward to talk about the experiences they felt they faced, the sexual assault that they also experienced, allegedly at the hands of Russell Brand. I'm saying the word allegedly just for legal reasons, but the the I was gonna say the word evidence. There's some real like clear evidence around these allegations. Yeah, and. Yeah, I just think it's just, it's crazy that this has happened. But what was also more crazy was that people were like, I'm not surprised. And Twitter or X was so split, which was also crazy as well. But the fact that people were like, oh, I'm not surprised. Oh, well, it's new. And only now it's come out is what is nuts about it. Yeah, there was um, tweets from people who were like, I was I shared a dressing room with Russell Brand. He never touched me, so these allegations must be false. First of all, I feel like at this point in our lives, we must have learned not to go up to bat for someone that you haven't spent twenty four seven with. Yeah, you could know someone so well who's only ever been nice to you, and then find out they did something absolutely depraved. Yeah. And what you don't want to do, Alamila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, who got oh, in trouble yes, this week, is write letters of support of someone who then is found guilty of rape stop yeah you don't know yeah you never know and i get it like you if this was your best friend are you really just going to turn a blind eye or suddenly release a statement being like i don't support him i hope he goes to jail it must be really tough but at the same time you actually don't need to write a letter of support you don't need to come out and say he never did this you can catch your mouth shut yeah not one person was waiting for a uh a statement from you because nobody even knew you didn't share yeah. with him. you could have gone your entire life money your own business Coming up to back for people, and I get it. Yeah, imagine it for someone you cared about and they were being falsely accused. You don't know if this is false. Yeah. You don't actually know. If you could say, like, if you was like, oh, he's been accused of doing X at this specific time, and I know that he didn't because I was with him at this specific time, yeah. that's one thing. But you don't know. You didn't know him when he was doing that stuff. You shared a room with him once for one week in 2015. You don't know what he was doing in 2007, no. and you definitely don't know what he was doing in 2020. Don't put yourself in the fire. I just don't get why people love to... I feel like those are just like narcissistic people who want to be involved. Yeah, that was the crazy thing. Is like, again, you, you wouldn't have gone to bat for this guy if his allegations had come out. Like, I've never seen you speak about Russell Brown before in your once. entire life. And now it's like, oh, yeah. oh, me, 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 please. Like, I don't know what is going to happen next. He has been dropped from his agent. And some of his upcoming shows YouTube have been has um, demonetized his channel yeah. as well. So, I mean, definitely in terms of the court of the public opinion, it's kind of clear that people either want to distance themselves away from him or believe that, they, that he is guilty. I know that there's, there's 
some investigations that have been started with BBC and Channel 4 again. And it's, it's so ironic, like BBC's revealing this and everyone's like, well, Channel 4 doesn't want to even release a comment. Because I think there was, there was one part of the documentary was like, we asked Channel 4 for a yeah. comment. And then Channel 4 responded and it's like, we can't give a comment at this moment in time. I'm just like, what type of joke Well, Channel 4 doesn't actually make dispatches. Like a production company makes dispatches yeah. in the first instance, which is why, like it's what you want. You don't want a... Yeah. new show that's being produced by a channel that's supposed to cover things about the channel because that way it never comes out yeah that is true so it, it, but you're right it's always funny if you see something airing on a channel and they're like the channel said huh but you was happy to put it out you're like oh we'll put it on tv but we don't say nothing like that's oh, weird yeah but um what i found really interesting about it well two things i found really interesting about it is i think if anything getting to the end of the show uh, end of the the dispatches i just thought like early 2000s like the fact that we survived growing up in that time is crazy mm. because the things that were okay to do like i remember peaches and pixie girl off like yeah. i remember them being in magazines all the time stories being about them like yeah they were being covered in newspapers they were being covered in like you know gmtv like they were they were the news these girls were 16 yeah. is what i'm realizing now like as, a, as a, I was a child myself, so I wasn't probably aware. Like, 16 to me felt very grown up when I was 12. I mean, but, I was 16 under, like, but born into a very famous family. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, like, to be a 16-year-old, which, famous or no famous, you have not lived enough of a life yeah. to be in a relationship yeah. with a 30-year-old. Yeah. And then to be a 30-year-old very proudly gallivanting your 16-year-old girlfriend around town is very yes, weird. Wow we're in our 30s now if a friend of ours was like i've got a 16 you'd be like what What? the hell delete my number (laughs) i don't want i this will definitely go to court and i do not want to be involved like i would lose so much our friend was dating someone who was seven years younger than us i was like she will (laughs) is she okay what are you talking to a 23 year old about you're 29 what are you talking to that person about this is embarrassing like, the older you get, you look back at each of those ages, you're like, you are so young. Yeah. You are so young. When I was 16, I was incredibly young. When I was 18, I was incredibly young. When I was 25, actually, I was young. Like, really, yeah. you don't have a real understanding of, like, oh, your actions, what your actions are, what they will, what um, lasting ramifications they will have for your mental health, for your life, any of that stuff. And you are in a relationship with a 30-year-old who should know better, who definitely probably does know oh, better. Oh, yeah, 100%. But is happy to have sex with a child sorry you're yes. a child like i know that legally you're allowed to have sex. someone tweeted this and they're like because people were like oh the problem is what well, he didn't commit a crime because 16 is the legal age to have sex 16 is, is the age so that 16 year olds can have sex with 16 year olds not so 16 year olds can have sex with 40 year olds or 30 year olds or 28 year olds that's not why yeah. 16 is the legal age and if it is we need to refresh that law because 16 you're a kid if you still have to go to school when you're 16, you're oh, definitely not so old enough to be up. dating a 30 year old. That's so messed up. A friend, I'm, when I was at uni, my friend was what, 20. She was dating a 30 year old, and we were like, ooh, no, honey. Oh, ooh, yeah, I remember, ooh. And it was a no, it was a big no. Nobody looked at that and thought, wow, really cool, really fresh. We're like, what is that 30 year old doing hanging out with a bunch of 21 year olds? Well, let me be honest, your mindset is so different at each decade. Like, we are in our early 30s. Like, we talked about, if you rewind 10 years, completely different mindset and so and still so i'll be honest immature like 
you just don't have a level of maturity to be able to withhold that, that kind of relationship. And also, if you're 30 year old, year old yeah, what are you doing? My, uh, so like I said, I've got a cousin who's just started uni, who's 18, and I've, I've got a cousin who's 15. And aside from them telling me about school, yeah, the only other thing we talk about is TV. Yeah. I can't talk to them about my weird periods no. or my flat or yeah. my job. They don't have a concept of that. Yeah. So I don't know how you can spin that many conversations out of TV into a, a long, uh, yeah. uh, long-term relationship. No, I I spent time with my cousins for like an hour. I'm like, okay, you guys have to go now. Yeah. No, I think, Your I mean... prefrontal cortex is not developed. <laughs> like, everything's just like a weird, goofy combo. Like, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. And that's good. You're a kid. Yeah. If my 15-year-old was like, I've got 30 year old Huh? I'm so sorry. Someone's going to jail. Someone is going to jail. Someone has to go to jail. Someone go- yeah. It's either the person or me for cutting them down. <laughs> Stay away from my child cousin. Yeah. And when I look at my 15-year-old cousin, I'm like, that's a kid. No, you look is. like a yeah, kid. Yeah. I even looked at... Somebody posted, like, a picture of Peach's Geldof with Noel Fielding, who she was apparently in a relationship with when he was 30. I was like, that's a child. That's really... that's that is up. a child. That's driving around in a limo with a grown-up guy yeah. and his grown-up friends. And all his friends was like, oh, that's cool. Not no. one of you was like, it's weird that there's a 16-year-old in the car of us. So I'm just trying to look at a photo of her when she was 16. Either way, it's just messed up. Yeah, it's just so sad. They're kids. Yeah. They're kids. So young. And they're out on the town, going to clubs, drinking, doing drugs. And it's like, this is so cool. It's like, it's really not. And where are their parents? This is not okay. Um, That all to say, like, the... I feel like, regardless of whether any of those allegations are true, the fact that Russell Brand thought it was okay to send a, a car to go pick up his 16-year-old girlfriend from school so that she could come. And apparently the car was sent by the BBC because it's when he was working at Radio oh 2 at the time. Oh, my gosh. Like, you guys have been complicit. The channels have been complicit in the abuse of young women. Yeah. I think what's also crazy, like, the, the thing with that BBC and the Radio 2 show, the only reason I knew about that him being on it it's the whole Satsuki yeah. thing and that was the big scandal oh did we not know there was other, a wider scandal beyond that not just with him at the BBC but just with um, Russell Brown in general and the fact that I cannot believe that no one knew I can't believe that no one knew at the BBC I can't it's believe not, no yeah, it's, it's just, I, I don't believe think that in any of those stories I feel like my, my question is never what never comes into doubt for me is that people didn't know yeah. I, it all comes down to at that point in time, we collectively as a society, as society but, was like, this is fine. Yeah, exactly. And I think also, like, I don't know if you're going to go in your second point, but I don't know if it's going to be the same thing, but I think about the comedy because when you're watching the documentary, they do um, cut to many moments where the victims are talking about, sorry, the survivors are talking about, you know, some of the things that, you know, Russell would do to them. And they would cut to the joke that he would make on stage about how he treats women, especially in the sexual ways. And it, you know, people would just laugh it off because it's like, it's just yeah, a joke. His, it's his just funny. Comedy was very. It was always very sexual. vulgar. Yeah, very yeah, sexualized. Yeah, very vulgar <clears throat> and very demeaning yeah. sexually towards women. Yeah. And that at the time was fine. Yeah. Nobody was no, like, this man is not good at his yeah. job. He's not funny. Because even when you listen to these jokes back, they're not even funny. No, but, pe- but people be howling. What's, howling. What, what's the joke? 
Because he's laughing, at, like he's joking, like, you know, when you. I'm not going to repeat anyway. Yeah, it's just, it's not funny, but like. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I think I'm. No, my point is yes, it was a completely different. People keep saying it's a completely different time. Oh, I know what I was going to say was my point, actually. The excuse of it was a completely different time gets on my nerves because, yeah, it was a different time where we apparently thought, we collectively as a society, society said, what would we rather do? Mm. Um, drag Peaches Geldof and her sister through the mud for being druggies at 16 yeah. or call out the fact that grown-up men are taking them to clubs. Yeah. Oh, we'd rather drag the girls. Yeah. That is the society that we've grown up in. And if yeah. we're being completely honest, it's not different. Yeah. That's what's really sad. Yeah, we're calling nowadays. We're calling people out for what they are. That's the only difference. Yeah. But in terms of the way that we villainize women, that hasn't changed yeah. at all. It yeah. hasn't changed at yeah. all. And the other thing that really bothered me about it was I, when I was a kid, I read his autobiography, My Bookie Work, oh, yeah. when I was at school. That's the yeah, idea. And yeah. I remember being like, "Wow, he's really overcome so much because he had a massive drug addiction," yeah. and then. I've realised in this documentary that he weaponized his addiction mm. by going, oh, well, I can't do drugs anymore, so now I'm addicted to sex. And then calling yourself a sex addict apparently exonerates you, absolves you from any yeah. guilt or any, yeah. any um, wrongness because you're the victim, right? Yeah. I'm the addict. I'm the one with the problem. You're upset because I choked you, or you're upset because I held you down and made you have sex with me. But I'm the I'm the one who's going to cry at the end of this because like I'm so embarrassed because of my addiction, yeah. and it just makes me think so much about like one of the things I really hate mm. is people who weaponize mental illness mm. as a reason to conduct themselves badly, yeah. and why you then can't call them out. Yeah, you did something wrong. Your addiction might explain why you did the thing wrong, but you still did something wrong and yeah. you should still have to face the consequences for it. Addiction or no addiction. Yeah. If you're a drug addict and you decide to rob uh, a Morrison's to pay for your drugs, you still rob the Morrison's yeah. regardless of whether or not you was an addict. Yeah. You can say, oh, but I did it because I wanted to pay for drugs. I'm sorry you needed to pay for drugs. I'm yeah. sorry you're addicted to drugs. But you can't just break the law and then have us all be like, oh, but the yeah. addiction. Because then what we're saying, oh, yeah, go ahead and be addicted then. Apparently you're... Comp- you- you're not ever going to be held accountable for anything you do while you're addicted to yeah. something. And it really bothers me because there are lots of people. I feel like that is one of the stig- reasons why there is such a stigma around uh, mental health still to this day mm. is that people like him will use, I have a sex addiction, so that when someone else has a sex addiction and hasn't done anything wrong, people are on guard thinking, oh, and you're going to mistreat me and yeah. then get away with it because you're the addict and I'm not. Yeah. Oh, you're you've got this mental. Oh, you're you're anxious or you're depressed or this or whatever. So that apparently gives you carte blanche access to do what you want to me, and it just isn't. Yeah. Like my sister was telling me a story about some people that she knows, and that one of the girls had called out this girl that she was dating for basically being abusive, and then that person immediately came out and was like, "You know, I was depressed at the time, or you know, I have self-esteem issues, and that's where it's born out of." I don't doubt for a second that that's probably yeah. true. But you still make me feel like shit mm. and you can't negate the, my feelings or what I experienced because you happen to be experiencing something bad. Yeah. It's just not right. And it just really irked me because I feel like somebody... So basically, Russell Brand's platform, he's been out of the mainstream for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went and more kind of left-wing. Right-wing. Right-wing. No, it started off left-wing and now it's oh, right-wing. Yeah, yeah. And someone was saying he deliberately has built up a persona for himself now where 
his his fan base is a is right wing people who love conspiracy theories. Yeah. So that when something like this happens, yes. he can say, "Oh, this is a the media is concocting a, a thing against me because I'm speaking truth to power." And he will always have a fan base that support him. Like that is the trait of a narcissist. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a person who's really sat down and said, "One of these days, these things I've done are going to catch up with me." Yeah. Let me. And you could argue, "Oh, well, no, maybe he really believes that stuff." He's a very smart person. He's not stupid. Yeah. He's not stupid yeah. at all. If you've read anything he's ever written, he's incredibly articulate. He's definitely not stupid. So it's not an accident that he started cultivating right-wing interests. This is yeah. a person who started off saying he's left-wing and, oh, fuck the government because they're Tories and they don't care about poor people. There's nothing you don't care about poor people either. How convenient. I know, I know. And I, going back to what you're talking about in terms of weaponizing mental health, I think because... And look... In the last like 10 years, there's definitely been an increase or more awareness of mental health. And the, it, there has been some positive positive aspects to it in terms of normalizing mental health and understanding how it impacts people. The problem is, and also treatments and how people can have therapy and you know find ways to look after their mental health. On the other hand, like you said, people have now weaponized it giving it a name for behaviour that, yes, like you said, may be due to a certain mental health condition or mental health illness, but using it as a weapon or using therapy speech yeah. or trying to therapise people. Um, and I've just made that word up. But doing all that in a, in a form of manipulation. And I think you see that in the way that Russell Brown behaves. You see it in the way that people have defended him. And I, it's just sad the world that we live in. And then we're talking about this off the pod that we don't know what's going to happen to Russell Brand. I know that there's some police investigations have also started to come up now. But I think about how a lot of these stories and a lot of victims only come forward when when the, 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 the person who's responsible has died. And Jimmy Savile, I think, is one of the biggest examples from a media perspective where all, a lot of the victims and survivors came out some for decades had kept this under wraps and only came out once he had passed away and i'm like if this guy's if russell brand is guilty allegedly like i want him to be uh, to be brought to justice and i want him to serve his time alive not dead but alive and so that the victims and survivors can actually have just have a glimpse of justice for what what they suffered um they will never be able to, you know, reverse what happened, unfortunately. But it will just be amazing to see that justice come, come to life. And, and be an example to, to the world out there, to celebrities, comedians, pop culture, you know, basically celebrities, that this behaviour does not stand. And the people that think they can hide from it, it will come to life. Because the thing is, like we said, when, when, this, um, when there were rumours that the Spratches was coming out with a documentary about someone in the pop in the pop world especially the uk media and the names and other people's guesses of other talent i'm not going to name them here i'm telling you now dispatches have got a series ready because there are people that have been hiding under the covers for a very very long time and people know that there's something fishy about them they know that there is there is abuse they know that there is issues and things that have been sort of brushed under the carpet because this person is a big talent but actually 
I think it's time for, for us to uncover some of these um, hard truths, some of these serious allegations that have just been put to rest or been turned a blind eye. Um, and so, yeah, it's it was a sad story, but I'm, I'm hoping that there there is going to be justice. Yeah, the last thing I would say about it is that, like, to me, like, these bad apples or these bad actors or whatever people want to refer to yeah. these instances as, because they were going to be like, oh, it's a one-off, it's not all the... I feel like the institutions, because what I found, the other thing I found really interesting is one, the 16-year-old the that he was in a relationship with on, who came forward on dispatches, her, she later got a job working at Channel 4. Yeah. And Russell Brown was put forward as a host for something and somebody made a comment about like, oh, but we'll have to remove all the women from the set. So this was obviously an open secret. Oh, yeah. And I think that like... I think she either said on dispatches, but maybe people were talking about it afterwards. Like the fact that she felt she couldn't come forward because she thought because her job would be in jeopardy, yeah. not his. Yeah, really speaks to this industry where, and I can say this as a person who works in this industry, there isn't a HR person in my workplace. Mm. Like there is not someone who works in HR. There are people who deal with our contracts. There are people yeah. who do this, but like to say, oh, if I had a problem, who would I go to? Yeah there is it's not clear and that is me working at a company of like 25 people i don't know what the procedures are at the bbc or channel 4 but for these people to be able to operate in your space it's not clear and it's not your priority to create a workspace where people feel safe especially not women in your workspace and as an industry we really 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 need to work on that because you are putting you're just leaving people to the wolves and it is creating it is the perfect um cesspool for if you're the kind of person who wants to take to abuse people because yeah. we are not protecting each other yeah. when we're out here like there's it's, no safeguarding at all like, no, no safeguarding it is if my boss did something to me i'd have to go to another boss another boss who potentially is his best friend and be like oh you did something to me and who's going to end up being told to leave not him and, oh, I don't want to lose my career. I've got bills to pay. I've got a mortgage to pay. I've got family to provide for. Better just keep it to myself and hope nothing happens. And maybe in 10 years' time when I'm not working there anymore, I'll be able to come forward. And then a bunch of people will tell me, why didn't you come forward at the time? Why don't, why didn't you come forward at the time? Because you all worked there. The woman who was like, oh, years later, one of the guys who heard her screaming in the yes. house was like, yeah, I really regret that I didn't come. What the hell? Wow. That's messed up. So you're outside. Oh, door. On the other side of the door, you can hear a woman screaming, stop, stop, no, no, leave me alone, I don't want to have sex with you. And you guys are just still standing there. That's actually so messed up. Everyone... And then continue to work with the person. Yeah. Everyone should be brought to justice. Every single person. It is, a, it is absolutely systemic. It is an oh, industry-wide yeah. issue. Honestly. Like, you can't put him on trial without putting the execs on trial, without yeah. putting the commissioners on trial, trial, because you all knew it. Yeah. You all knew all it. Having heard information from a uh, production that was difficult, yeah. where I work now, yeah. the commissioner knew, yeah. the execs knew. Oh, yeah. The, oh, and, the, and the execs expressed to the commissioners, this isn't... No, it wasn't yeah. even that. The, the writers then expressed to the commissioners that something had gone on. The commissioners yeah. had to investigate, and it turned out the writers were the ones who... Like, the fact that that could happen... Yeah immediately shows you a loophole in your system where yeah. there are not people on set there are not people in product on productions who are there simply to make sure that things run smoothly and people f- do not feel bullied 
or attacked yeah. or harassed. Yeah. We're waiting till post the production and for people to come forward, forward about something that happens when they were on production. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. We had the same thing with the Noel, the Noel Clark stuff. All these yes. women came forward and then people were like, what? Why are they only coming forward now? Because first of all, Noel Clark is not even that famous. What would be the point of me coming forward about this? Yeah. Second of all, the only reason why I feel safe to come up, out about it now is because I feel like the 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 cost outweighs the the benefit outweighs the cost i've either retired from working in the industry yeah. or i feel established enough now that you couldn't take my job away from me mm. i feel like i can come out and say this and then oh well, obviously now it can't be investigated because these are 10 historic charges yeah that's and yeah so this person doesn't go to jail yeah and therefore they can start going around telling people why they go to jail so i didn't do nothing that's not true yeah that's not true you just happen to get away with it yeah and that only happens because this industry is so so undergoverned yeah that like every single production every single um channel is a law unto itself yeah that's my that's all yeah. i've got to say about it we got we have to do better as an industry oh 100 100 that's why i feel very strongly about it if i was someone in the nightmare i'm not gonna keep that a secret no i you if can't, anybody i'm not gonna go around chatting from the rooftops but if but, you were to ask me i would tell you yeah people need to know if you came and said i want to get reference for this person I'm going Don't, to tell you yeah. the experience of working with oh, yeah. like because it is not right no. and it is not okay and you need to teach people a lesson. If they know that there are consequences for their actions, they'll behave themselves. Yeah. No, so it's true. Simple. It's That's true. why we have law and order. Honestly, the, one of the things, being in this industry for almost 10 years, one of the things I always remember is like, your reputation is everything. My manager, one of my head of, head of departments always said that, like, your reputation will carry you everywhere. This industry is small. Like, I know people think, oh, you know, TV is big, big, you know, we see your face on the TV, not me personally. But this industry is small. If you mess up with one production company in the UK, like, the news will spread. Yeah, you better so, think it's not a big one because they talk to each other. Oh, they talk, honestly. So, yeah, it's, it's been, yeah, it's, it's been a very sad week. Um, just to, to hear that, to hear the response, the backlash the split in discourse around Russell Brand. And then other sad things that happen also in the pop culture world is- That's un- sad, because we don't know these people. They're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any marriage, any dissolved- Unless it's a good thing that they break up. Like, okay, we don't know. But any, any delusion of marriage Dissolution. or couple- Not delusion. <laughs> You're deluded. 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 Any um, dissolution of marriage it's sad and some of these have been okay some of these have felt relentless because it's like back-to-back stories mm-hmm. firstly Jeannie Mai and um Jeezy like Jeannie oh, Mai yeah I was gonna say you may not know Jeannie Mai is a um she was a host on a talk show in the US called The Real okay she okay. always used to what my man my man well actually no when she first started the show she was married to another man um who they were together for a very long time, I think a couple, like over 10 years. Um, but she had always made it clear that she didn't want to have children. She ended up divorcing him and she met Jeezy, who's some rapper, on the show, like when they were interviewing. And she always had this kind of comments about like, she likes black men and she likes dark meat and all that. Yeah. Was her husband before black or no? No, he wasn't. He was, right. I think she, she is from the Asian background. I can't remember which country and so was her husband. Yeah. Um, her ex-husband, but Jeezy is a rapper, uh, African American. So they got married during the pandemic, and literally a couple, like a couple of weeks ago, we heard the news that 
uh, Jeezy files for divorce after less than two years of marriage, um, which has been a shocker for many people. And some also some people I, I was seeing this on TikTok where there were some people that were happy and jubilating about it. Again, we don't know the story. Apparently, he has had. I think he's been married before. He has kids by different parent, um, different women. So some people just see this as like, well, it's just the way he is. But again, we don't know the story. We don't know the news. But it's just very sad to see that that happened. And it also took her by surprise. I she had, she had no idea. But it had something to do with the fact that she was, that postpartum, she, because she had had a child. Yeah, she had a child, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and that was also interesting. She, as soon as they got married, I think she had a child before they got married or around the time, yeah. That that it was an, that apparently postpartum he was like you weren't paying attention to me, um, and so of course Twitter as it does because it's literally a bonfire of garbage, Again. which is a bunch of people on the one side being like if your wife has postpartum depression I think that's what her focus should be not like sucking you off and then a bunch of men being like sorry we were together before you got pregnant so if you can't juggle both why did you have the baby. And I said, wow. I don't know who this woman is. I don't know who her partner is. And this conversation, I think, is like deleting more yeah. brain cells from me. Yeah. I'm going to remove myself. Cause here we go, Black Twitter again, resorting to the most basic converse. What you would feel like isn't even up for discussion. Yeah. Apparently is. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. It's just very sad to see, to see that happen. The next couple that broke up, which was a big shocker, was Hugh Jackman and his wife, Deborah Lee. They've been married for 27 years. That is a long time. It's a long time. Like, some people are just growing up. Literally. That's someone's entire lifetime. Yeah. Um, so, they announced separation. There wasn't any kind of big um, reason. They just said that they amicably split. Moving forward with gratitude, love and kindness. So, basically, unconscious unconsciously coupling unconsciously unconsciously uncoupling but and I don't think they'll ever reveal what happened but it's yeah it's just very sad to see after being together for almost 30 years just again another split then another one was Tiana Taylor and her husband Iman Schubert yeah and I think they've been together for like 7 years or married for 7 years together for 10 I'm guessing um Again, just another shocker. Like, what is going on? I have heard, what well, I say I've heard, Twitter claims that they've heard that he had been cheating on her mm. while they were together. Yeah. Um, apparently a blind item. You know those blind items oh, that yeah. come up and it's like, yeah. famous person, but, and then people in the comments are like, it's this person. Yeah. That, like, she performed a gig and then was very, like, high and ended up couldn't, all upset and then yeah. couldn't perform and then afterwards it was because husband had cheated on her but they decided yeah. they were going to get back together because they've got more um currency together than apart it's not and Beyonce and Jay-Z come up there so uh, I mean I don't know again none of this is uh, this is all allegedly oh yeah allegedly yeah um, and the internet loves to talk and it's almost entire. it's also likely that this is true it doesn't really matter a couple a family is disbanded yeah um and if you really root for them like with all of these couples i'm not gonna be honest i don't really give a heck because i don't there's no celebrity couple i'm invested in if i'm being completely honest not anymore now i think maybe growing up i was like 
Justin Timberlake I, and Britney. No, I think it was the same Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. I was Brad Pitt and Daniel Gillespie. Sorry. Oh my god! Of course you were. She's my queen. No, um, I, I mean I was investing in them because I felt it was very sad. I I think when they broke up. The, I genuinely think the first couple I was ever invested in was with Jada. <laughs> please. It's um I'm not lying. It's Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Really? Because they're two people that I actually knew. Yeah, I know, but I just I never saw like, it as a. When I knew Jennifer, who Jennifer, I knew who Jennifer Anderson was before I knew who Brad Pitt was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. As a, as a child, because yeah. I was like, oh well, Friends Fred. is on, and I'm not old enough to watch Brad Pitt films, so I don't yeah. know who this guy is. Like, yeah, everybody's making a big noise when he does his um, cameo on Friends, but oh, I don't God. know who this guy is. Yeah. Other than he used to be fat, that's all I remember. <laughs> from I always remember his episode because it was that like oh, he used yeah. to be fat. Deal. He, he started. I hate Rachel Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So so I think it was. I think it was Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. And I remember being actually quite upset when they broke yeah. up because like, what's going to happen to them? Yeah. I love them both. <laughs> Gosh. And then Justin Timberlake became black, so that was really great. Actually. And then, then went then, back to being white. Well. Yeah. But now he's back in the studio with Timberlake. He's gonna be black again. Woo! I heard, the music, I heard the song he did with Timberland. With, with, yeah, with Timberland and Nelly Furtado. Not there yet. Not there yet, but we're gonna get them. We're gonna get them. We're gonna get the, you know, promiscuous soon. Do you think his kids are gonna be so confused because they're like, our dad's white and now he's black? Again. He's black. What happened? Because they never knew black Tim, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, it's true. I probably well, to them he's just dad. White dad. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? What does <laughs> what white dad mean? Do? Oh, what does it mean? You're right. What does it mean? What does it mean? Like, what does there was a considerable point in my life where I was like. As a black person, you can find black men attractive and Justin Timberlake, and yeah. no one will say yeah. him. No, very true. You bring Justin Timberlake round to the house, Nobody's he will be munching all the spice. They yeah. always say a no. damn thing. In fact, people are being like, "Isn't he actually black?" And yeah. you're like, "He just has curly hair." But are you sure he's not mixed? He, baby, he is. <laughs> he's Jewish. Leave that man alone. <laughs> Um, yeah, he was he was a person who it's like as a black person you could say I have a crush on Justin Timberlake and no one could take your yeah, black card away from you. That is very true. Who ha- who has that now? No one. There is no there is no only the people that had it oh, before. I can know I can think of one. There's this guy. He's he's an American player. He's called Travis Kelsey or Kel yeah. Player of war. Um, football American football. Oh. He but he's also married to a black woman. Oh. But I think. A lot of people have said he can come to the Justin Timberlake really fucked it he not did. marrying Beyonce when I said. <laughs> I think he messed up with Janet Jackson. I saw them perform Beyonce and Justin Timberlake perform once and I was like, the chemistry is out of this world. You think? As a child, I mean, I Oh don't yeah, have... you were like, oh yeah. I said, again, these are just two people I know. So yeah. I'm like, they should get They married. should be together. I said, but they're, and they're both equally beautiful. And they were very talented. They're both, and, and they're both incredibly up. talented. Yeah. Get I, married I and create I, the most talented family on the world. Well, Beyonce did that on her own. She didn't yeah, really need to too late. Yeah, I couldn't see that. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to think who who can get the black card. Who can be invited to dinner to have the spicy oh, so dinner? Corn. Yeah, for spicy corn bre- corn beef. Spicy corn beef stew. Who am I, I giving that to? Who's I feel. Munching, I feel. He's munching, crunching. He's. I know this. I feel that there's someone who could. But I feel like Justin what Justin because the people nowadays, yeah, they're trying to be be black. Yeah. Justin Timberlake was we've we've adopted you. Yeah. We've decided that you're I'm black. Sure You've not once said this. Yeah. We've said no. You heard those high notes? He's one of us. Yeah, he yeah. 
you know what i'll have a think about it maybe next next episode i'll, I'll come up with a few i just think it has to be a musician i think you can't be an can't, actor i'm an actor i feel like I was gonna say the word John Mulaney. You know why? You know why? Because I saw him in uh, this um, Saturday Night Live sketch where um, he's <laughs> either basically they're doing this um, church dance or like oh, yes, like I've candy, seen that. yeah, yeah I've the seen ca- basically the candy dance, and he's like down with all the black people, and yes, yeah, I have seen. But that. I, yeah, I mean, perfectly honest, he was so out of place, probably not. Pedro Pascal is not black. He's not black, but he definitely comes to the cookout. Yeah, but as Pedro Pascal, he's not coming as, like, one of the cousins. No, no, no. He'll come as Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I no, think no. Whereas I... Justin Timberlake's coming as a cousin. What? Sorry. Something Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. He's not black. Yes, but he can come. He could come to the to, no, but what, to the dinner. I'm talking about the level of where people will be all in awe. People will be co- cousin Thinking Justin. That. cousin. No one's doing cousin Isaac. Cousin Oscar. No one's in Cousin Pedro. They're coming, like, <laughs> they are so themselves. Like, it's like, oh, you can come. Then, yeah, he has to be a musician. He's trying to... But you're not getting uh, your uh, uncle coming up and being like, your yeah, mum? Yeah. Did your mum... Are you sure about Oscar Isaac? No, I don't think so. I think so. I don't think so. Mine's the kilt that he wore last week. I don't think so. I, don't I, don't, I actually just don't think you could have us. I feel like race has become so much more polarising now that you can't... Yeah, we can't. You can't have those people yeah. anymore. There must be other people from that time there that we were like, they're pink. Yes, pink is a good shout. I always thought pink, pink was black is, a little bit. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was kind of like mini mixed. Like, I get 100%. Yeah. I, I, you couldn't, if we, you can tell me. I've otherwise, had to yeah. Google this several times because yeah, I've been yeah. like, wait, is it pink? That's a good shout. She's not. Yeah. But anyway, she's not Aguilera sometimes. I was like, is maybe, she? Maybe, but she's not. But she was just no, super tan. No. But we will continue that. That convo. Yeah. Um, we'll build up our roster of our white black family. Exactly. And then we can have like a dinner. Pink is a cousin and Justin Timberlake is a cousin. Also got a fantasy dinner of all yes, our people. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Do we have any good eggs? Oh. Were there any good eggs? None. Terrible. Garbage. No, no. It's not even that. This week has been overwhelmed with bad eggs. So. Yeah. Well, one bad egg in particular. So hopefully next week we'll have a bunch of good eggs to balance us out. Yeah. Now, we move on to our review of the week. So, this week we are reviewing season two of Selling the OC, which is um, Selling Sunset's slutty sister. (laughs) I love that. It really is. It is. I love it, yeah. It really is. And I think it's solely because there are men. Yes. Yes. The men bring the drama. The the men are a mess. Yeah, if you think about it, even in Selling Sunset, the drama comes because, um, what's his name? Jason. Jason was a date every single woman in that place. Oh my gosh. And then in selling, in selling the OC, you have three guys in there. Two of the guys are married and not dating. There's one of eligible bachelor. And when I tell you people are climbing I'm, over each other to date no, this guy. No, but even the other men are a mess. He hasn't got a single top lip. I looked at him, I said, this see? guy has the thinnest lips I've ever seen. I, mean, I, I actually, I feel like... Because his lips are so thin, I actually don't think he's attractive. Oh my gosh, he doesn't have a lip. I think you have to have lips to be hot. I'm so sorry. I think you can... Mm. No. Not, you know not that thin. No, no. Yeah. Not that thin. Do you thin. know what? The thing is, he's got a good looking head shape. And hair. <laughs> he looks like, again... What bare, but bare minimum. Because if you walk down the OC, you'll be seeing tons of him. He tons, looks like tons, Zachary Quinto to me. Yeah. Tons he looks of, like Zachary Quinto. Tons of... Tyler's. And Zachary Quinto is a TV version of this guy. 
Like, yeah. teasing people are the hottest of us. Yeah. This is the guy, the true guy, and in, doc, in the in the docudrama, <laughs> is Zachary Quinto's name. <laughs> that is who he is. Whenever I see him, I'm like, yeah, you look like a... <laughs> you look like the before and after or something. Like, it's just bizarre. Now but, you said the thin lips, and now I can't stop looking at it. They're so thin. They're tiny. They're so yeah. thin. And these women are... Climbing. Wet yeah. for this man. <laughs> And I'm like, like, okay. I, when I say the worst thing is they were wet for him last season when he was married. Yes. When I say I watched this and I was like, vindication to Britney so in this season. I was like, I... Yeah, she made the right decision. She, made the, she made the right decision when she, she divorced him. And the they don't phrase, celebrate divorce. The phrase, you can't turn a housewife into a hoe, Fam. has never been more true. Yeah. One thing I want to say about this season... Go on. Is I think this entire season has been orchestrated mm. to... Remove brain, brain, <laughs> remove blame from the adulterers. Mm. They've spent, they decided to make the whole season about are Alex Hall and Zach gonna get together? Yeah. They have been together. I mean, Alex there Hall is and no, Tyler. Tyler, sorry. I'm calling him Zach because Zachary Quinto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. If we say the word Zach, you know who it is. I'm talking about. about Tyler. They absolutely hooked up before the Sims oh, started. Oh, 100%. When that, when that episode started, episode one, and they're talking outside this, you know, again, this is something How is your, how is your divorce been? And then he picks her up. And I said, and I, said, you, I have to you've rewind. You've been the best friend to me. During, what are you talking, talking about? about? When I say I rewind, I had to rewind because I, I was like, I know, I, he did not pick that girl up. He when, in the season before, when the girly, which we need to talk about it because the way they villainize the women of color in this office. Oh, is sickening. Yeah, like Kate Kayla, that's the person they would mess... Yeah. We didn't even see this flirtation happen on screen, by the way. Mm-mm. We come back the next episode, oh, Kayla was all over Tyler, she was trying to fuck... The story escalated yeah. between Alex Hall and that British woman who is embarrassing us Polly. across the pond. Polly, 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 cut it off. You're 37 years old, grow up. Oh, I thought she said 47 at one point. Yeah, I she did say that, and I was I, like... On that, the way I've had to go quickly go and Google, because I was like, unless... The Botox is Botoxing yeah, well. Yeah, there's no way she's 47. She's 37. It was yeah. a joke. Yeah, yeah. Polly was like, as a woman whose marriage ended because of adultery, the idea that Kayla it's even would try it on with Tyler, it's disgusting. Cut to yeah. the minute his divorce is announced, you're trying to fuck him in the office. Oh my gosh. And then Alex, Tyler, Alex Hall's trying to fuck him at home. Oh my god. You two are. And then. Sorry, um, the mixed race girl. Um, Brandy. Brandy was like, oh, so you two sharing him? I think, oh, Brandy, you ate with that. You did, yeah. You, this is embarrassing. It was. I, everyone involved is embarrassing. And do you know what's even worse? Alex Cole and Tyler are not even together now. Of course they're not no. together. They were like, we're just friends. I'm like... Lust be lusting. Yeah, do me. Lust be lusting. And so, do you guys sell any houses? In no. this, in this, In this franchise? I think, they, I think they're even worse than selling the um, Sunset. Of course they Because... Are. At least we said sunset. We see them close deals, and they they're shaking that bell. They're shaking it like a tail feather, and we don't see anything. I I mean you don't I don't shake a bell. You ring a bell. Sorry, my brain was for a second. I know. Like, I knew. I, I was re. I was waiting for, for for some type of retort. They ring the bell, but I like that when they like shake it. <laughs> like a Polaroid picture, first of all. Yeah. Shake way. the time. Either the, way. Either way, the bell is ringing and ringing loud. That That's because the women are not dis- apparently distracted by cock. This, honestly, this franchise makes it seem like if you, women, one watching it, it's like, it feels like high school. Yeah. It feels oh, yeah. exactly like the moment where, and not to out ourselves, but we went to a girls' school and in sixth form, boys cut 
are allowed. <laughs> yeah. And when I tell you the way, on the first day, those men have been chosen, been oh. hogged. Oh, already. People have decided you're in my group because there's so few men. The horny, and people start the acting was crazy. crazy. Yeah. And that is what this, I, episode one of this season, I said, I've never seen first year people in my life. You guys no. are in your 40s. What the hell is yeah, going on? Going on? This can't be me. Yeah. I must be, I have to, I have to be wiped up before then because I can't be a 40 year old woman lost enough to a guy at my workplace fighting other girlies over him. No. And, uh, he ain't even that hot. He's, he's got not, no legs. Yeah, he's, no. He's I just mean, tall. He, he, yeah, he's tall and he's single and he's like. Barely. As Brandy said, is the ink dry? Brandy was really, she was giving, she was giving, even though there was a, a point during the season where I was like, Brandy, step Brandy. out, step out of this nonsense. Similar to that girl, the black girl from um, Sunny Sunset. Yeah. The, um, yes, uh, it was the, exactly the yeah, same I issue. Yeah, I was like, get out of this, get out of this issue because it's got nothing to do with you. Let your other colleagues fight between themselves. You're married, you're going through some hard times at this moment. You're going through grief. Focus on that. And get out of this nonsense with them. Let them argue, let them fight. Because when you, you had to start apologising to Alex Hall, mm-hmm. and when, when Alex Hall, she was manipulating you and gaslighting you, and yeah. it's, it's very clear when she... And she, Alex Hall is patronising. Uh, no, that whole scene made my blood boil, yeah, if exactly. I'm going to be honest. And when she's like, oh, if where, when Brandy said, oh, where I'm from, we, we step to people, I was like, Brandy, just don't. It wasn't even that. What she said was, Alex Hall was being patronising as yeah. always but she was also being gesturing quite a bit with her hands yeah, she yeah. was like where I'm from where people gesture with their hands like that it means they want to fight yeah that's what she said yeah then I was always like why are you getting in my face are you going to hit me which is like again if you're a white person and you don't understand that weaponising your tears yeah. and the fact that you're scared a black person is going to hit you isn't racist you're a fucking loser and a yeah. joke yeah this is bible at this point yeah the the rhetoric of a white person trying to make a black person look bad is to act scared, yeah. act like your life was in danger. Yeah. She was never going to hit you. Yeah, come she on, was wasn't. never going to hit you. She's saying what you're doing is equivalent of what I'm doing right now. And yeah. if you don't like this, imagine how I'm trying to explain to you. I don't like what you're doing. So you're telling me go to Italy. This is how people talk in it. First of all, have you been to Italy? I sorry. Side note: Have American people who claim that they're Italian because a, 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 a descendant from 200 years ago, when in a boat to America, make me sick. <laughs> Sorry, you make me sick. You make me sick. I'm tired of it. We're, we're Italian, we're Italian. You've never been there. Yeah. I've been to Italy more times than you have. I'm more Italian than you yeah. have. Just because you make pasta doesn't make you... I make... <laughs> yeah. If there was a tiny of people and how many times they've made pasta, I would be Italian. Give me my, my yeah. citizenship <laughs> at this point. I am Italian. Yeah. I'm tired of it. It's also not an excuse for you to act like a prick and then start crying. You decided to weaponize your Italianness, and then when that didn't work, you weaponize your whiteness by crying. I feel like we watched a show where they, they, someone did that and they were like, I'm loud. It was an ultimatum queer love. I'm loud because I'm um, Latina. Yes. Yeah. And I must, I must shout and to express myself. I'm like, no, don't try and give a stereotype to a cult community group when that's not the case. Give a stereotype if you want. If I respond to that stereotype how I respond, you have to accept it. Yeah. Because if you're trying to tell me this ain't nothing, I'm Italian, I'm telling you I'm not Italian and yeah. it's something to me. So now what? Yeah. And for context with Brandy, like, because Brandy was very aware that this relationship was building between Alex and Tyler. She was too aware. I will and, say this. Yeah. Sorry. No, you go. Cut you off. What you said about the um, Chelsea in yes, Selling Sunset, Sunset yeah. is exactly the same. 
these women, again, I don't know what whether the show has a is trying to build some sort of idea about women of colour, but like who get on a moral high ground about someone else's relationship is yeah. weird. Yeah. I don't know you and I don't know him. Yeah. And I don't know why I have an opinion on this because yeah. I don't care. If you were to come to me and say, Do you think what I'm doing is right? I think you're well in, and entitled to say, Me personally, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But where these people are conducting, whatever they're conducting in their, not the privacy of their own home, because they're doing it office, and I get that. Yeah. And you're telling them, if I was you, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. You are inviting trouble because this person's already shown you that morally they don't have a problem with it. They don't care. If they was confused and they asked for your counsel, fair enough. Why are you making taking it upon yourself to be moral police? Let me tell you, people are talking about you in the OC. This bitch don't care. No, she wants the dick. Yeah, of course. I, I, I wasn't sure at the beginning. I was thinking, oh, maybe Brandy's going in so hard uh, in defense of Kayla, who she's very close with, because like you they said, make last... Kayla look like an absolute, absolute monster whore. Yeah, for apparently talking in a flirtation, flirting way to Tyler. Mind you, when you flashback... They all flirt they with all this flirting. guy. What, what annoyed me, because when you did the flashback of series one, where Alex or Polly would be on top of Tyler, <laughs> sitting on him, uh, to me, when I see... Like, if you rewatch season one, which I didn't bother to do, and no, I don't know if you did, you, you realise why Britney was Britney Snow was like, um, let me get this divorce lawyer quick, quick, and let me finish this, this guy. Why don't you have sense? Yeah. Because this guy... They're not doing it to the other boys. Yeah, exactly. Those other boys have wives as well. And they're not letting girlies sit on their laps or suck their nose. Yeah. It's just you. Because you think it's acceptable. Mind you, I do have a a comment about... I think it's Austin. Because it's not about how he behaves with the other women. It's just him in general. Um, To his wife, actually, more than anything. But I just felt like... Brandy was leaning in. I thought it was in defense of Kayla. Uh, Kayla, Kayla's to her ground. Oh, Kayla ate this season. Yeah, yeah, she did. The the people that could, kind of won was Kayla and probably Jarvis. Probably yeah, Kayla. Jarvis yeah, also yeah. ate this yeah. season. Sorry. But, because Jarvis could not care less. But, you know, when Brandy had to, was like, oh, after that little incident with um, Alex where she was like, you know, where I come from, people get stepped to. They, Alex and Brandy have a conversation you know, Brandy talks about, you know, how things have been hard for her. She starts crying. Um, Alex seems kind of like not really there for it, but she also cries a little bit. They both, well, Brandy apologizes first and then Alex kind of does. Yeah. But, and also the conversation just comes to maybe we should be friends. Yeah. That was it. Oh wait, they shouldn't be friends. Yeah. And for me, I was like, Brandy, don't even apologize to this woman, but I know it's to keep the peace, but I was just like, no, I think what's awkward is if I, so when the season ended, it automatically started playing season one. Yeah. And the first two people you see in season one are Brandy and Alex Hall. Yeah. So I think Alex is upset because she's like, I thought we were friends. Yeah. And I'm really surprised that one, you've taken this stance and two, you're basically acting like I'm a bad person for doing this, which fair enough. Maybe that is genuinely in Brandy's morals. That is the case. But I don't know why you care so much because it's not your man. And it's not really your friend. It's no. a girl that you work with. It's this not that big a deal. Because she's not going to mess up your deal. I think they had one deal together. But like, like, what what Alex does behind closed door has no influence on you. She was like, oh, people are asking me. One of my, my, my buyers called me up and said, what's going on? Is Alex, uh, is Alex retired? As if. Come on. Be for real. As if I'm not um, buying a house because... You work for an agency where someone at the agency is having an affair. I can't care. Less. I don't care. The only person who's asking you about who's dating who's the producers. Like, let's be real. 
But yeah. Or the wife of the person who cheated. Yeah, but most importantly, Brittany's phoning you going, oh, is there something going on? Then you can have a a thing on your back and be like, you know, the wife called me. What? It's never that deep. No, no. I think you are allowed to say, if I went, because it's also not that big an office. If I went to an office and two people were trying to fuck the same one person, I might say, listen, guys, I get it. You guys think he's hot. Can we just for the sake of um, working together? Yeah leave the horniness at home. Yeah. Because I don't want to come into the office and catch someone sat on his lap again. Oh, God. I think that's fair. You're right. I don't want to have to come to work and have to just hear you do whispering sweet night things in someone's ear. But in terms of the actual morality of it, it doesn't concern me. It's no. got nothing to do with me. That's no. not my man. No. I think what has surprised me the most is that I thought there'd be more beef between Polly and Alex. And they seem to be all body-body. No, that... that that's, that's wild. Bad energy. Yeah. There's like, bad energy. There was a point where Alex and Tyler are like on their... They go to... What's it? The part, is it um, uh, Cabo? Cabo. Yeah, Cabo. And um, yeah. Alex and... What's his name? Are like, Tyler. Are, yeah, sorry. Are to one side. Yeah. And Polly's looking around and she sees them and like her face... You can see on her face that she's like, fuck, are yeah. they going to get together? Because I was kind of hoping I would get with him. Oh. And it's what I mean. It just gave high school. Did, Me and my friend yeah. like the same guy who's gonna get there first. Yeah. And also, they, it, the other reason why it gives high schools because it's quite cliquey. Like, yeah. there's a scene where Alex, Austin, Tyler, and Portley have like a dinner party. Yeah. And they, it's so obvious that they think they're the cool kids at work. Yeah. Everybody wants to be in their crew, and it's like I'm gonna be honest with you, you guys are. It's just giving you guys are the white people in the office and yeah. you formed a couple of, like we are the it yeah. crowd. It's like you're thirty seven. They give me the energy that they kind of all peaked at secondary school. In your thirty seven, yeah. would you want to be the popular kids in a yeah. in a in a broker's where you don't sell any houses? Yeah. <laughs> like it just doesn't make I don't get it. Yeah. Does anybody do work here? No, I mean as I'm assuming Jarvis does Geo Geo does. Geo is the only one. Geo brings the money. Geo really comes in. Apart from his issues with the new girl being like, she ain't gonna last. She she. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think he's wrong. The girl. Why do you care? Oh yeah, he shouldn't care. That's why I don't get. Why do you even care? She flops. She flops. It's actually doesn't affect you anyway. Honestly, because if she flops, she's not gonna sell any houses. Exactly. So and you sell houses like water because you your background is selling houses. Um. But he ended up being one of my favourites, even though I think I found him quite annoying in season one. Yeah. But I don't think he, I liked him in season one, but no. in this season, he, he sold he, some houses. Yeah, he sold houses. To be honest, the premise. he was the most unproblematic, like, the least problematic person on the car. There was an episode where I think Jarvis and Polly got into it because basically... The birthday party. Yeah. Polly was like, I really like to invite everyone to my party. She was like, and then Jarvis was like, everyone. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I'm sending an invite to everyone. Like, but you don't like me. <laughs> which honestly that's what I mean Jarvis yeah. ain't yeah. yeah for real why are we even pretending you don't, don't like, like me. I'm not coming to but she's like Jarvis I'm actually trying to be nice here you if you really want to be nice in this moment where I said you don't like me say do you know what that's not true yeah I do like you instead you said I'm trying to be nice but you didn't say you didn't like me that's so true. why would I come to a party for a girl because I didn't yeah. but here comes Polly now Jarvis you're the problem I'm trying to be nice it's like but you're not I mean for background one of the things that happened in this season is that when they were in Cabo Cabo can't say the word when they were in Mexico you might have to say Cabo Cabo but anyway when they were in Mexico um, there was a party 
which that we didn't see. see. And that's the thing that annoys me the most. That's what I'm saying. All the allegations, allegations are hearsay. Yeah, we don't see anything. And basically, Polly said that Jarvis was grinding on some guy. And Polly has taken a film, of, uh, a video of her as she was grinding on this guy. Which, why would you do that? Is you and it, I not friends. No. And then for context, Jarvis is engaged to be married. Yes. So she was like... Jarvis is cheating on her husband or her husband to be dancing ain't cheating but we'll get yeah, on to that exactly well the way she was like you're really like backing I into could him. have put my entire mouth on his crotch while he's wearing clothes that's not cheating I mean it's problematic <laughs> yeah. you'd have to explain yourself for sure yeah. but I didn't kiss him I didn't have sex with him yeah but and, and also yeah Polly said that Jarvis saw her film her ran up to Polly and snatched the phone off her and forced her to delete the photo, um, to delete the video. Yeah, because you're not about to try and out me. Yeah, bruv. exactly. Also, you're my enemy. Yeah, so if I was like... at the club and my enemy was filming me, I'd do the same thing. Why yeah. are you filming me? Exactly. Because you're not my friend. It's not like you're filming it to send it to me and be like, oh, do you remember last night we got you're... so crazy? Yeah. You're obviously filming it, hoping to use this against me. Yeah. You don't like me. Yeah. So so basically, that was that. Was that. Yeah. That even um, created, even for the rift between the two of them. And so when Polly's like, I want to invite the whole office to my birthday, Jarvis like, I'm good. Also, even before that, Polly and Alex went out for lunch with the new girl. Oh, yes. And we're like, don't, basically, don't be friends with Jarvis. Yes. The new girls then told Jarvis that they said that. So you're now saying, I want you to kiss my granny. You don't, because no. literally, an hour, yesterday you were telling that girl you're not to be friends with me. Like, make it make sense. I'm going to find out. Yeah. I. Then they're like, oh. So anyway, the reason why I brought that bit up yeah. is because Jarvis walks out. Then Polly walks out. No, then no. Then they start on Kayla. So Kayla walks out. Then they start. Kayla says, "There's a video of Polly and Tyler making out." Yeah. Then they're they're like, "What video? There's no video." At this point, as well, they've already admitted they did it. Yeah, yeah. They're kissing in the office. They tried. Their t- attempt to cover it up flopped so hard. Everybody knows it happened now. Yeah. One of the girlies is like, "Oh, Brandy told me she saw the video." So everybody gets on Brandy. Oh, yeah. She packs up her stuff. She leaves. At this point, there was hardly anybody left in the office. Oh, Tyler leaves. Alex leaves. And then everyone's left in jail. like, what's going on? And then he picks yeah. up his stuff and he leaves. I'm like, where are you going? <laughs> You're not even asking. You're like, like, I can't be here. No one's here. If everyone in your office started walking out, what would you do? I'd probably stay in office. Would you? I love that on TikTok, there's this thing where it's like testing people's black cards. And this guy will go to his predominantly black office and ask people if you saw black people running, what would We'd you run do? You yeah, run to like, which direction? The direction everyone else is running. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I probably would. Yeah. If I saw everyone walking out of the office, I would raise some questions. This actually them. happened to me recently. Oh really? A friend of ours and I were walking home, and I was like, "Let's take the scenic route. I want to go past where I used to live because yeah. we used to live very close to each other." Yeah. And we walk around the corner, and where we used to live, there's like a big park. There's just like lots of parks. Yeah. And they're not very well lit. Yeah. So we're walking along the path to the park because I'm going to hop on the bus. She's going to cross yeah. the road and go home. And I, sh- I hear just like this thunderous sound. Yeah. Like, what the hell is that? And I shit you not, like 500 teenagers start running oh towards God. us. I didn't even... Uh, fight or flight, I was going to leave her. <gasps> I, 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 backed, I started walking yeah. backwards ready to turn around yeah. and run. And she was... She'd, stopped yeah. and they're like what's going on i said what are you shopping for yeah they're running and they're running towards us you need to so whatever is chasing them he's gonna chase you too so you start running you gotta go yeah or if they're running to attack someone 
you're going to be stood there. Yeah. I will be back. So what, what were they running to? Away from? I don't know. We didn't, yeah. I didn't ask any questions. Yeah. It was... We, and we So we walked away. We walked yeah. back yeah. to where we came from and then walked a long way back to her yeah. house. And all of them had then migrated to like over to her side of the road. And I don't know if it's like a fight had happened, yeah. fireworks. There's yeah. a number of reasons why you might yeah, start running. True. But I think just the sheer volume of kids, yeah. I was like, that can't be a good yeah, thing. Because what is going to... What is going to convince 200 people to run? True. That's true. Yeah. Maybe it's not a black people. Per- black they were all black. Okay, yeah, I'm running. Sorry, yeah. Oh, if they're white people, I'd be like, that's got nothing to do with me. That <laughs> <laughs> got nothing to do with me. I think if they if they were white and young, actually, to perfectly honest, like, I remember, like, during the pandemic, you'll see, like, people protesting and, the, like, a whole bunch of people walking in one direction. You're just like, okay, cool. I'm going to ride in the completely opposite direction. Yeah. But you're right. If it was black people, I'd be like... Yeah, a group of white people running towards me. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but a group of black people running, I'm, I'm going to run in We're in danger. Yeah. We are in danger. We, we the, must go. <laughs> whoever you're chasing, go. you might not be able to tell that I'm not you. Yeah, so we're going to keep it stepping. Um, but yeah, so Gio just staying in the office. Yeah, she, it was, and then they're walking out. It was... Everyone so, back to their stuff. Austin, I was like, why are you even leaving? I'm confused. You're Again, not even in it. We need to sell houses. Are you going to... Talking about... Who kissed two? Yeah, we're leaving because video. two people who made it out are now uh, uh, have are doing that gaslighting, deflecting thing to be like, it's not weird that we made out. It's weird that you're spreading the rumor. Well, I'm spreading the rumor because when I first said it to you, you said you didn't do it. Yeah. And also, I'm me, Kayla, specifically spreading the rumor because you guys spread a rumor about me that wasn't yeah. even true and made me the office villain. So yeah, this is karma. Oh yeah. Oh shoot, Kayla was down and. I love seeing her like strength because I think last season she, she was really beaten down. And yeah, and I don't the way they low. were coming for her last season. I was like, I really just don't get yeah, what she did, and I'm assuming that it must have been so bad that you guys were all getting on and, her. And I'm telling you, it's but probably the nothing. Way that both of you have kissed this man, yeah. not even a year after he has divorced, tells me that you were this close to kissing him just before. And the reason your your real issue was Kayla trying to get in there before you guys got a chance to get true. in there. I'll be honest, the biggest villain, I know we, we still have to speak about Jarvis and Rose, but the biggest villain for me this whole season was Tyler. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Tyler is there. Like, the fact that all this rubbish is happening because of him, and he's just sitting idly by while all these girls are fighting over him with no care in the world. And even the guys pulled him off on this. I just feel like, I just felt like he was the true villain. Honestly, and but the, I mean the girls didn't help himself, but he was. I don't think of him as a villain so much as I was like he is an object that brings out the worst in people. Apparently. Yeah, but I think he's proud he's of that. The most, he's the most eligible bachelor according to I don't know these two girls who are obsessed with him. Yeah. But this one, I mean, it was just given high school. Like he's not even that charismatic that you would no. be like. Despite my morals, I just I want him. I need him. Like he's giving so little. Yeah, I think though maybe towards the end, you were starting to get seduced. Not not with him, but like okay, the the lover girl in me was being like, oh, maybe there is some flirtation between Alex and Tyler, and maybe like maybe this could be a thing. And, you are much- and then and then they like he kind of professed how he cared about her and I was just like there's something really icky about you. Well, I love the love girl in you yeah the, the optimistic optimistic I, love I, girl when he made that declaration in the swimming pool I said 
now I understand what this season has been, is that these two have hooked up. Yeah. And now you're doing damage control by crafting a love yeah. story over the season to try and justify what's happened here, yeah. which is that you two have committed adultery. Yeah. Or, if you haven't, you, you have... very close to... Like, the feelings were there. Cultivated a relationship that is sexual or lustful. There we go. It's lustful, knowing that he had a relationship... And then bullied somebody yeah. in the office for even daring to speak to him. And in that sense, yes, he is villainous because he l- allowed everybody to bully Kayla. Yeah. And then it's, oh, everybody leave Polly alone. Even though there is proof that I did kiss her when the ink wasn't dry on my divorce. Let's bully... Um, yeah. What's her name? I forgot. Brandy. Brandy. For even trying to suggest that something's been going on. Even though something has... You guys... Made her say, oh, why are you even up? But you know at that point, yeah. you had made oh, yeah, out with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, and you were trying to make her seem like she was crazy for it, yeah. implying that something was going on. Yeah. Like, it's very weird to me. If you want to be a man about town, be a man about town. Yeah. But what I don't like is what it felt like. This entire season was crafted just to, please don't be mad at Alex Hall or Tyler. They just can't help the fact that they love each other. Yeah. I don't care. No. I honestly don't care. I don't like either one of these characters. No. And I don't like a single person on this show. Apart from at this point, Jarvis. Jar- yeah. <laughs> They're trying to clown Jarvis. Oh, Jarvis has been engaged yeah. six times. I can give a heck. Jarvis, that's, six, she, that's six engagement rings, baby. Yeah, she has. That she can pour and go on a nice holiday. Yeah, and she did say she's only been engaged like two or three times. She's been married three times. She's like two she's times. Mar- oh, yeah. She's been married two but times. Married two times and engaged. So that now three. Yeah. Three engagements. Um, I wish her all the best. She? be married check. she must have got those marriages annulled after a week. I think she she must have been very young I, I feel like similar to like the new girl like um, from the south um, Christian values I'm assuming oh, yeah. I think she got married when she was quite young um, but Christian values allowing divorce no she's... and remarried and divorce again so she's 33 <laughs> hmm Jarvis I... I, we need to we this need... I mean stop Then she's got Rose walking around being like, yeah, she only dates 50-year-old men. She's a gold digger. Then Polly was saying, uh, not Polly, Austin was saying, I went to a party and Jarvis was there and there was only old men there. She's engaged three times. Um, One of her ex-husband is Michael French. She married in 2015 but divorced in 2018. So... I graduated in 2014, so she would have been... 24. 24. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I feel like she probably got married. Married divorce again. Third time's a try. <laughs> She's but, funny as hell. But my like, God's grace, she actually, this one lasts. But I, I just think, Remember yeah. Remember she was like, I'm a big fan of water. That was that, that was crazy. Because that, that's when I started to get worried because like all these girls are looking like really skinny. They're all so gone. Can I also just Not say, one ass. No, no. There are 17 of you in this. Fr- not yeah, one person ass. has an no, ass. This is crazy. crazy. Then people be like, girl, you look so good. Nothing. Please, I just say. I would say that the way they filmed the series, like, everyone looked so crisp. Like, the screen was so crisp and so clear. Like, I don't know what it was. Everyone just looked, even Polly, however horrible she was on the inside, she looked so beautiful. No, glamorous. I will say one thing about. One thing about. I think. But all the people are really attractive. The makeup eight. Yeah. The makeup really did. The thing about Polly is, she is two years away from looking like a, a wicked witch. Yeah. 
Like, it's, she can't help it. It's her British genes. She needs to She's stop. not going to age well. She needs to stop putting Botox in. She's not going to age well. She can't help that. You know, she can't help it. I think <laughs> Her personality-wise, she seems like a laugh and a fun person to have yeah. in the workplace. Unless she's trying to kiss your boyfriend, in which case, that's yeah. probably not great. But I can see <laughs> the, the sort of local high street version of her <laughs> that grew up on your estate and she don't look good at 40. No. She won't look no. good at 40. Also... I don't know. I'm still... I can't get over the way that... Maybe maybe it's a white thing. Maybe it's an American thing. I don't know. But they are obsessed with tits. And no arse. <laughs> but that's very... Where is that's that? Very oh, gosh, where's that's the very balance? 90s. But that's... I don't know. Maybe... The, whether that Alex, your tits. Alex, your tits. Alex, your tits. I'm like, yes, we get it. Alex has tits. But when you zoom the camera out and you see the full outfit... Come on now. <laughs> Couldn't even wear those pants with butt pants in them. No. Give us a bit of shape. <laughs> I, I mean, I think maybe there's still parts of... Alex is pretty, though. She's, yeah. Alex she's, is really pretty. She's really all, pretty. I think they're, they're all really pretty. pretty. They are really... Brandy's gorgeous. Like, they're all really pretty. And I think they look a little bit less plastic than the girls from Southern Sunset. But still, I don't know. It's it too much. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I feel really bad saying this. Looks like she used to do porn. <laughs> like, <laughs> I... There's, no. So there's a specific... Um, Sketch. She dressed. She dressed interesting. That's There's a specific saying. sketch from um, SNL where these, where like the whole point of the sketch is like these two women who don't do porn anymore are trying to advertise like Mo and Shandon and like they have the like this very dead-eyed expression, yeah. which she has. <laughs> she has this like very uh, dead-eyed I expression. Like I can't describe it. There's just something very like. I used to do porn in the valley and now I sell houses, <laughs> which is fine. Like, I I live. Do what you need to do. Yeah. Do what you want to do. I think she has a good body as well. Like Yeah, she, I think... She probably is the, has the most balanced figure of all the girlies on the show. So it's not, it's not that. I'm not trying to imply, like, oh, it's about the way she looks. I just think there's something very, like, ex-porn story about her. Mm. Wait, what? Maybe it's the way she dresses. Yeah, I think it's a dress more, yeah, more than anything. It's always a... It always feels a little bit on the side of inappropriate. Tacky. Yeah. Yeah, just a little bit tacky. Well, I mean, what happened with her and Jarvis? Because I that's part of, part of the story and I kind of well, the, lost. Well, the Rose Jarvis stuff was basically, it felt like they were undoing the stuff they set up in the first season, which is like, these two people are thick as thieves in each other's pockets. And then the season, they were like, we don't really know each other. Jesus. And then Jarvis was like, Rose is a bit scandalous. Yeah. She's a bit sexual in the way that she speaks. And I'm not like that. Right? So that's, okay. that is my, that's a grievance. It's not a grievance to fight over, but like, that is just one thing. And also I want to start selling stuff on my own. Okay. That was then blown out of proportion because all those people in the office hate them. So they're like, yeah. So Jarvis was saying that you're a fat bitch and blah, blah, blah. And then they're going to Jarvis but Rose said, you could never sell a house without her. You're ugly, you're stupid. Like it was just getting out of hand. But then privately, it also seemed like Rose was saying stuff about Jarvis's fiance yeah and then later on what you find out is that rose's issue with jarvis's fiance is that she thinks that jarvis was introducing her fiance to their client so her fiance could get them to invest in his business jarvis's version of the story was her fiance already knew the client before they sold him the house and so that was a relationship that she wasn't a part of and rose is like i don't believe you she's like well i don't know what to tell you 
And then I'll be like, yeah, walk away. Walking away means you're guilty. No, walking away means I'm not going to keep having the same no. conversation with you. If you are saying that you believe this one thing and I'm telling you that's not true, I'm not going to keep going on with you. Yeah. Okay? I, oh, also, Jarvis is... I don't think Jarvis had blonde hair in season one. I don't think... Mm, I don't think so. I don't think she did because I remember thinking... Like, the blonde feels new. Is she blonde? Is she... Yeah, no, she had dark hair yeah. in season one. Yeah, yeah, she had dark hair. That's all very different. She had, like, a ponytail and it's... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's really interesting because that, that part of the storyline I started to lose. Like, I mean, the blonde just... effect feels like just the selling sunset effect. The selling... Yeah. OC selling sunset yeah. effect, which you, you need to have blonde hair in order yeah. to work at this yeah, exactly. agency, but... Um, and then they brought another girl who was also brought, named Alex. Yeah. I think also with blonde hair... Then there, did, then there was oh, then there was a drama about oh when we went to Cabo, um, it turned out that Alex Jarvis's name is actually Rachel. Oh, I don't, who so cares? <coughs> who cares? cares? We've got a friend whose first name she doesn't go by her first name. No. So does that mean they were like, why can't she just be who she really is? Like she's so fake. Oh my gosh. You don't just say you don't like the girl. Yeah. Just say you don't like the girl. It's, to me, it's just. You're just trying to manufacture reasons to not like her and reasons to have beef with her. If I'm being honest, I would be the same as her because I'm not coming into office to beef you, 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 and, and, and you. you. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I actually just want to come sell houses. Like. And if you start with me, you're going to get it because yeah. I need to set an example. If another one of you thinks you're going to make up a story to try and come and fight me, you're not going to like it and you're going to get both barrels. The, Leave me alone. Yeah. What's it kind of scary? Because I know like with Selling Sunset, I always felt like they're... There are some real estate agents in that firm, but a good chunk of them are there for the show. Whereas in selling the OC, I think that's that is more of a real life estate estate agents, um, where a realtor where they sell houses, and then because of the success of selling sunset, then they start to film there. My thing is, when the cameras are gone, how are you working with these people on a day to day? I couldn't do it. I bet you they have it so that they're not in the office until. They need to shoot. I mean, I, I hope like so. sell your houses in your own time, work from yeah. home, whatever it is. But we can't have people being in the office because then we're losing valuable yeah. drama. Yeah. Or they're doing the thing that, um, like, Love Is Blind is, where you're just filming all constantly. Yeah, but in the same breath, it's just like there's the, no off season. Yeah, the bullet. I mean, they'll they'll film for different seasons, but I just. I just think it's nuts that these are people that you call colleagues. And not in the like real housewives, this is my colleague type of thing. It's like, no, this is my colleague that I actually work with on a day to day, my nine to five. It's just ridiculous. Um, the last person I actually wanted to talk about was Austin. Because yeah, Austin was one of the other guys. He's married um, to his wife. They have two kids and she's, she wants to have a third. And he's not down for it because like kids are expensive. Um and you know all this all that type of things, and when they're in Cabo, he really goes all the way out. He gets really really drunk. I think he also invites the wife to Cabo. He doesn't. Oh no! They, they go. They they go for a trip, don't they? They go to Mexico again. No. Okay. So for her, but I think it's okay for her birthday, or is it his birthday? I thought it was a celebration of oh, those. No, she said that she wants to do date night. Yeah. So they go to. A, 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 night, bar. a bar for date night this guy is already he, he's hungover like heavily hungover and she's like so you drank with all your friends all your colleagues 
the uh, the last week when you were in Cabo, but now for our date night, you're not going to drink. And he's like, yeah, 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 sorry, I'm really hungover. Over the course of the conversation and over the course of the date, he then says, oh, well, um, Jason wants to open an Oppenheim group in Cabo. Mm -hmm. And I've put my name down because I think that I would want to do it. And what annoyed me the most in that that conversation is the fact that I felt so like a second, an afterthought. Like there was no consultation. Like, actually, what do we want to do for our family? He was just like, yeah, I remember you saying that you liked Mexico, so I've put my my name down. You know, I'll I'll live by coastally or by you know, well between America and Mexico, and you know that'll be that. And I just felt like the men on this season are not painted in a good light, even the ones that are married. It's weird. I actually didn't. I don't feel sorry for the wife at all. Yeah. No, I think she's really annoying. I don't like her. I don't know what it is. I think it's the combination of her saying she wants more kids right after he says, this is really difficult, isn't it, raising kids? Like, they're expensive. You don't work as well. Let's bear that in mind. You don't work. So his entire salary has to cover... That one, yeah. All of your living needs and the care of your children who are about to go to nursery. Yeah. And you're like, I want to have another kid. Oh, well, and then when he's like, well, we have to wait up, we could always mar- borrow money from my mum. Are oh, you yeah. not embarrassed? Yeah. He, no, and he's, he's the one who's like, I can't borrow him. Oh, no, she said you have to borrow the mum. She said we could borrow, we can always borrow money from my parents. What, unless your mum is the bank, I don't know how we're going to be able to continuously yeah. borrow money from her. That's a one-off thing, surely. Yeah. How can people, are there people out there who are just borrowing money from their parents every month? There probably are. To get a bit of an allowance. No, I'm, that's allowance is different. I'm saying, are you borrowing? Are you saying, yeah, we'll pay you this money back every yeah. month? Knowing full yeah. well that you guys cannot cover your expenses. So when she said that, I was like, to be honest, I feel like these two people, the problem is that you come from very different worlds and very uh, different attitudes to money. Yeah. So when he said that thing about cover, I was like, oh yeah, that's annoying. Like, it's annoying you didn't speak to her about it first. But like, her reservations being... I don't want to move was a bit like okay but you aren't having to uproot anything because you don't work and our kids are young enough that they can go to nursery in Mexico Mm. obviously I should have spoken to you about this first you're right I should have spoken to you about this first but your reservations are stupid I think I, I can't remember what the reservations she did have we just just moved to that she said her reservations they just moved to the OC yeah I think my yeah my only frustration was after seeing how the season was playing out and how the men were portrayed by Gio, it just felt like the men, especially in this setting of the Oppenheim group, like going to Mexico, living it all out, partying with all the girls, it just feels like the wife is left at home. Look, she is she is a bit, she was a bit annoying, don't get me wrong. But I just felt like the d- dynamic, the balance between them was just odd. I don't I really, I don't know. I really didn't find it that odd. I actually found I found her I don't know if it's the way that it's portrayed, maybe the storyline got me like the way that they presented it was pre- like it worked on me, but like mm. even her being like where you went to Cabo and your drink is and now you don't want to drink a date, I sorry, am I not allowed to drink when I'm not with you? No, but if the guy was hammered like, What does it matter? So What does you, it matter? I'm on a holiday. Would you wanna go on a date where the guy is like 
completely... No, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. Why are we going to date night when you know I've been on a holiday with my work colleagues? I, that's why, because I think it was a birthday. I think it was a special occasion. She said date night. She never said it was her birthday. She never said that. She's not. You've watched this more recently. She never said it was her birthday. Her issue was, oh, you're going to drink with your friends and you can't drink with me. Any other night, sure. I'm saying all I've done this week yeah. or this weekend yeah. is drink back to back. I want to have a glass of water and then you're Aggie. You're getting Aggie with me. You want your husband to be drunk. Is that not weird? I think it was like I would time. rather, maybe it's just me, you drink water. Yeah. If it was a case where you're telling me I have to drink water, we'd have a problem. Yeah. But if you're saying I can get as drunk as I want and you're just going to take it easy I'm not fast yeah I, because you could then take me home at the end of this that's true I just I, think I don't get to go out I spend a lot of time with my kids all I know is I want to get drunk tonight yeah. I stop by force that you must drink measure for measure the same thing that I do why would no. we do that we're not even the same build I think for me it was just that conversation it just the vibes felt off like I will, I'm happy to rewatch that scene again but it's just I remember feeling like something is very odd I hope they like whatever happens, if he ends up going to Cabo or if they end he's up staying, he's not going to Cabo because he's I, not even their top seller. Why would he yeah, be the person to get the job? Well, yeah, this is interesting. I thought they would beg Gio to come, but I. Not so I've not seen Austin sell a single house. I haven't seen good good majority of them sell any house. I've not seen Austin sell a single house. So, he's not going to fucking Cabo. But, it's fine. I mean, but if they have sell in Cabo as the next spin-off, they probably will need some characters. So Austin will seem that like he'll be a decent character. But I'm just... I he's hope not that, even that interesting. He's I just not, hope that he protects his, his marriage, basically. I don't think he... Weirdly, I actually don't feel in any way that, like... Unlike Tyler, unlike... No, basically, it's only Tyler no, who's doing yeah. that. I don't get the impression that he's flirting in the same way that Tyler was flirting with those girls when he was married. His wife is gorgeous. I don't really see him being like, oh, no, I must be with one of these girlies at work when he's got, like, a lovely wife at but home. But so was Brittany Snow. She was beautiful. I know, but she has a job that's probably yeah, quite full on. Yeah. Like, these people probably didn't see each other that much. Yeah. This woman is just at home 24-7. Yeah. Like, yeah. what's the problem? I also think... Yeah, I mean, I don't get the impression that he's got a wandering eye or any of that. Because, like, he said... Oh, I don't know if you remember this, but he said, like, when we first started dating, we were by coastal because I was a model. Like, yeah, yeah, and you're right. It's very different to doing that, to being married and having a kid, which yeah. she says, and he says, you're right. I'm not trying to say it's the same, but I'm saying, we've done this before, we can figure it yeah. out. The issue wasn't, oh, my fear is that you're going to be out there kissing girls or whatever. I think it's obviously like, I just don't want to be without you. Like, I don't yeah. want you to be somewhere and I'm somewhere else. But I don't get the impression that there's any fear on either one of their parts that they think the other is going to cheat. I get the impression that it's like, you should hang out with me. Yeah. Which is fine. But I'm sure he does. Like, I think the other thing is the show, I'm so sure that the show probably was like, don't talk to your wife about the cowboy thing. Wait till you're at this drink and do it here. Like, I don't, I don't know how you could function as a couple if every single big conversation you ever had, you had um, on screen after the fact. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's just, I just didn't buy what they were trying to set up, which was that he's a terrible husband and she's, a demanding wife i just got the impression that like they both kind of suck because they've got married they probably got married very young yeah, and they had kids very young yeah and he came from a background where he didn't have money at the time so it's something that worries him yeah. and she came from a background where she had loads of money so it doesn't worry her yeah well, uh, yeah I, uh, that was the one thing that just stuck out to me but i you're right austin wasn't the biggest story this season He's never, it wasn't even the biggest story so last, last season. season. He's a good fluffer. He's like a good, like, filler. 
They, yeah. they really put this Tyler on the post and he's not even the fittest guy in the place. Mm-hmm. Austin is much fitter than he is. He's actually physically fitter as well. Yeah, no, he, I mean, his body is... He used to nice. be a model. What are we doing? You guys are fighting over Tyler with a person who is a model in the office. Anyway, anyway. sorry Tyler, I don't want to, I don't want to harsh your vibe get no, the girls where you can get the girls but no but it's no get them out don't get girls but not in the office but um why would they not Jason set the standard I know it's so messy <laughs> nobody so... in my office is dating anyone in my office no. although oh my colleague and I have speculations I've decided that there are two people that I would like to be in a relationship and then he said there are two that he thinks someone else has a crush on that person and then when we went for drinks I Ask the person, they would tell him a story about Halloween, like, oh, Halloween I went as this and my girlfriend went as this. And I was like, oh, but girlfriend white? Or... And he said, yeah, she was white. And I was like, hmm, this is ruining my plan. Wait, okay, let's talk about this. When are the people of colour going to not band together? Oh my God, I'm so angry. This is ACS. You guys are ruining it. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. Anyway, we're going to move on. To ratings. Yeah. How would you rate the season? Two, bro. Yeah, I'll give it the same. I was going to do two and a half. No, oh, actually, no. I'm going to give it two and a half for Jarvis and Kayla eating them girls up. Because <laughs> when they ate those girls up, it's very rare I'm watching the show, I'm like, oh no, she ate. Yeah. And they were eating them girls. Polly was <laughs> stuttering. Yeah. You were stuttering because she got you together. She used to be a lawyer, hun. Yeah. You're not about to confuse and bamboozle her. Yeah. She said, I'm going to finish my point. Yeah. And then you can speak. Yeah. And Kayla I, said, do you want to see the footage? And they said... Yeah. I like Kayla, it, you're crazy! Yeah. Like we said, I was on, off the pod. We just need to see all these allegations come to life on the show. None of this behind the scenes. None, none of this. There was a video. There was an image. There was, there was a, a party. Photo, there was a party. Like, the production needs to be, get the cameras everywhere. I don't know what's going oh, on. selling sunset. This the last. The, this was the problem with the last season because they lost Christine because yeah. all of the evidence was on screen. Yeah. When they lost Christine, that's something where they're like, four years ago, what a party yeah. you did cocaine. I'm like what? Like there's no proof. No proof. So yeah. And you yeah you truly can't just go around to making up accusations no, about no, people no. with no proof. Yeah. Honey, I'm trying to imagine working in an office where people were trying. You want... did cocaine. Huh? Did I? This is where you need to HR. It's when you need HR. That workplace needs HR. Oh, bad oh yeah, because you can never see them around. Some people need disciplining. Oh, 100%. Just show them the whole of the season. Also, imagine working at a workplace where you people walk out every day. <laughs> How is this place functioning? I'm trying to imagine I was at work. I had a bunch of meetings and I said, you know what? No, I'm going home. I can't deal with this. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it has to be for TV. I can't, you know. But, um... <laughs> what are we doing next week? Next week, we're doing the Changeling on <laughs> no don't do you know what is so funny it's because other people in the office were talking about us and they said oh the challengeling and i was like <laughs> sorry did you guys not do english what's going on the, i i'm actually struggling with the the vowel and then the vowels the the ng sound changeling yeah the changeling um which is on apple tv plus which is a play that we did at school by the way the changeling i'm this is my psa that class lads get close to the get close to the <laughs> the speakers for this I really do want to say PSA the kids don't know how to read the <laughs> kids don't, don't know to. how to read it is 
baffling to me. I'm tutoring a 15 and a 16 year old yeah. right now. And they can't fucking read. We, well, they were brought up on Snapchat, Instagram, and okay, TikTok. Be for so, real. They went to school as well. They, they went to school. They went to school, but really and truly, everything's visual. We need to bring back the Magic Key series. Because <laughs> some people did not finish Key Stage 2 reading. Let alone move to Key Stage 3 and then get a GCCSE. Uh, GCCSE. That sounds like my grandma. GCCSE. <laughs> Girlies. You gotta learn to read. Yeah. Read every day. Even if it's not out loud, read to yourself in your bed before you go to sleep. The girls can't fucking read. There's a great Azealia Banks quote video, which I think we should put on the TikTok that accompanies this this audio. The girls can't read. And it needs to be sorted out. I want the girls to read. I think we all want the girls to read. Read men. Don't read each other. Read a damn book about read men. <laughs> Every day, read this person, read that person. No, read a book. And that's all I got to say on that. Oh my goodness. Well, um, the next generation not going to know how to write next. No. Can't read, can't no, fucking write. They don't need to count because, you know, this calculator is on the phone. They don't need to write because they're texting. They you don't have to write to... words or text, don't you? You, you just text. You can speak. Speak, speak to text. Of, you know voice notes voice notes yeah so basically um but i feel like if you can't write you can't really talk that's what i don't get talking is writing is talking so if you can't talk but there's some people that don't know how to read and they still talk but how do i learn to talk by listening you would know uh, so how dare you i don't have to read no i say you would know you're a linguist oh so crap every day getting hot people need to relax See, she really let me finish my comment and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Jump into conclusions because you can't read. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I absolutely hate you. Jump into conclusions because you can't read. Uh, how I can read you day and night, okay? That's all we're saying. Um, this has been Scripts and Giggles with Shoshana. And Marnie. Bye guys, I Bye. keep on reading. Bye. Read a book.